What up, though? What up, though? Welcome to another edition of IOW Sports. It's your host, Detroit Mail, in the building, running solo once again. Uh, Lamar is taking care of some business. Nick should be along shortly. So let's get all the preliminaries out of the way. If you have not subscribed, go down to our YouTube channel and subscribe IOW uh, IOW Sports. Um, what up, man? Um, doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. All right, Nick is here before I said he was, but okay. <laughs> what up, Matt? Um, yeah, you had on the, uh, on the phone call interview. So oh, okay. Like that. That's a good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Get that money. Get that money. But yeah, if you haven't subscribed to our channel, um, go over to IOW Sports. Um, we on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are streaming live to Twitch. And if you haven't subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, share it with your friends. Share it with your cousins. Share it with your enemies. Share it with everybody. We're trying to build a, a conglomerate. Also, if you have not, this cash out will be strolling across in a minute, and you'll see you can get these lovely hats, exclusive hats. Me, Lamar, and Matt have them. We got to send one to Nick to cover up that Jets hat. Um, <laughs> uh, what am I forgetting, Nick? What am I forgetting? I'm so used to Lamar doing. I'm have to write me a script. <laughs> Patreon. Oh yeah, the Patreon IOW Network Patreon. Um, also, we um I know I mentioned the last show. I am going to do a YouTube page to put everything all on all in one. So you be able to do either see them individually or just go to one page and see everything. So we're gonna have we're trying to build a network of everything. I think I got everything out the way. If I forget something. I'll bring it up as we go. All right, let's get into it. Um, it's a lot to talk about. I was gonna start That's off with it. some. It's always a lot, man. Sports is always going on. <laughs> you know, you, you had the uh, NHL uh, Eastern Conference um, game one yesterday with the Rangers and the Lightning, which I was shocked by because uh, the Rangers actually won that game, six to two. I think um, Tampa Bay was just a little rusty because. Um, so Shurskin, um, the Rangers goal is a great goalie, man. I mean, he was shutting out um, the Hurricanes a couple of times, but I think the Hurricanes is a better overall team. They just couldn't win away from home. So they come against the Lightning. Lightning, um, you know, swept their series. I think it was with to the Maple Leafs. I, I forget who they played. But anyway, they swept their series. They've been sitting at home waiting for the end of the um, Rangers and Hurricane game. And it seemed like they was just rusty. You know, they just look like they were just fatigued and the Rangers coming off momentum after winning that series. So they beat um Tampa Bay six to two, man. I was I was surprised by that. I don't know you don't watch hockey, do you? I don't, but obviously <laughs> with living in the market, it's it's half of your Facebook feed. You yeah. Know, when, the <laughs> when, when the game is coming up and the game is going on. Uh I just I laugh at it because I, I between Twitter, Facebook, mm -hmm. you you see people going through the roller coaster emotion of a game. Yeah. And I'm the type that when the game is on, I don't want to be on my phone. Like if the phone goes away. <laughs> like I don't want to watch a play and then be typing. That's me. Like right, right, right. Like for years, like game comes on, I'm out till after the game. <laughs> but yeah, like, I see like people going through the 
Right, up and down, up and down. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God, we just scored. Damn it, I couldn't even enjoy that two minutes later. They scored. <laughs> like, well, I just, just enjoy the game, man. It was that's a great. The, that's the old guy in me, I guess. <laughs> it was a great game, man. At first, not that I've ever had an old guy in me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let it slide. I was letting it slide. I know, I, I know you did, but I caught it. I, <laughs> I had to say that shit before. I you was did. like, that was too easy. Contrary <laughs> to the young guy inside. <laughs> yeah, but like the you know with the game itself, though, man, it looked like it was gonna be a close game because um the Rangers scored. I think like the, soon they dropped the puck, the Rangers scored. And then um, it took a minute, then the Lightning scored, then the Rangers scored, and the Lightning scored. I said, oh, it's going to be a close game. I, I think it was a third period, and all of a sudden it just looked like the Rangers just boom, 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 boom. They scored four, ans- four unanswered goals, and it was like, yep, that's a wrap. So um, I'm looking forward to game two and see what Tampa Bay do. Because I'm, I'm I don't have a dog in a fight, but I'd love to see Tampa Bay 3 P. I don't think no team done in a hockey Shout out to Michael Vick with Dog in the Fight. <laughs> what up, though, Rich? <coughs> What's up, Rich? Hey, Matt. I didn't even see you say hello earlier. What's up, man? Yeah, I, I, I got to put up the Go Lions. <laughs> Fella, uh, Michigander right there. But, yeah, man, you know, so I, I, I like to see what Tampa Bay does, uh, how to respond, you know. But, anyway, that's enough about hockey because since you don't watch it, we ain't going to get too much into it. Yankees about no, to. Uh, hand. By, uh, I think they won by a grand slam, right? Wasn't it six two? Wasn't the Rangers six two? They they just was it open handed goals? Yeah, open net goals at the end. I, I, I didn't see. I didn't see the. La- I didn't see the last few minutes of it. Okay. I just kind of saw the highlights, but I saw like the first two periods. So the last four goals, I'm not sure how they scored, but I was when I when I went to sleep and woke up and I saw a six two. I was like, good lord. Because I thought it was going to be like a close game. I really thought it was going to be a close game. So I was like, right, I just checked it. And I check it out on YouTube when I wake up. And I turn, I look at Bleacher Report. It was 6-2. to two. I was like, good Lord. But, you know, yeah, I hope. It, it blew up quick. Yeah, it did. It did, man. But like I said, man, I don't think any other hockey team won three in a row that I know of. That I can remember in, in the era that I've been alive. I don't think any hockey team won three in a row. No football team won three in a row either, right? Back to back with no three peats. No, is it? No, no one's ever done a three peat. And basketball has though. And then the um, Bulls do three. Yeah, Bulls did a three. Bulls did it twice. Yeah. Then Lakers did it once too, right? Celtics did it multiple times. Lakers well, Celtics don't it. count. Yeah, Lakers did yeah. it. I think that's it. After that, I don't, I don't know any other any other sport that has. Uh, a three-peat in it. So I'd like to see the Tampa Bay Lightning get three in a row. Oh, yeah, they won the last two. I don't even know. They they won the last two. They won the last two. So they win this, they win this year. That'd be a, a three-peat. I'd love to see it, man. You know, that'll be a that'll be a hockey dynasty right there. Yeah. Uh Matt said Yankees about to hand a tiny another loss. Yeah, they've been they've been giving a tiny um <laughs> for his money, man. I've I've been keep I haven't watched the games, but I've been watching the highlights. I was like, Yankees look good this year, man. They look really good. They look really the good. Man. I just insane. the pitching. Everyone bitched all offseason. We're not getting a big name pitcher. Right. We're not getting a big name pitcher. Oh, I'm sorry. We have the best pitching staff in baseball over two months in. So all the fan drama. And Cortez just went seven innings with no runs 
and he's got a 1.5 ERA as a starter. Yeah. Against, and he just gave he gave up no runs in seven innings. Like this dude is going to be starting the All Star game if he keeps this up. Like he just it's and he throws junk. Like yes. he's not overpowering people. <laughs> it's it's the it's awesome. Like I see the highlights and I'm like, yo, this is fucking fantastic. I love this shit. Like Man. I love a guy. Anyone can throw hard nowadays, right? But that's what's right, throwing right. everybody off is the guy who doesn't throw hard. It used to be the hard thrower was the change of pace. Mm-hmm. Now the guy who throws junk is the change of pace. Uh, Matt said, uh, sucks. Otani <laughs> sucks, Matt. I was adamant he should not have won the MVP last year. I said but, he was. A, I said he was an anomaly. I said he was going to be like a one-hit wonder. He was mm-hmm. the new thing in town, and and yeah, it, it wasn't. Well, hey, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna uh, I'm, read Matt comments. Say Judge hit um, a home run off him today. Well, you know, Yank. Well, I'm gonna speak that in a second. But here's the thing about Otani, though, Nick. I think that he still is a great hitter. And the I mean, fact that two thirty six, but he's got eleven home runs in two months. That's right. not spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. Like I looked but, up the stats because him mm-hmm. being on the West Coast, you know, we don't have access. You say, right, I'll see him as much. Him as much. So I'm like, right. let me see his numbers because you know, people. A friend of mine was upset last night that he had tickets for tonight because mm-hmm. he bought the ticket for tonight to see Otani, mm-hmm. but right. then the rain out last night made they pitched Otani in the first game today instead of the second game. So he got okay. like robbed essentially of, of seeing right, it. So right, right, right. Otani pitch. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I just think, I think it was a cool little moment, but I don't think he holds up as any, as an MVP type of player long-term. Long-term. Honestly. Okay. Yeah. We have to wait and see. I, I think we um, find out everyone's weaknesses and they always have pitch to it. <laughs> It says first battle of the game for the Yankees. Um, Matt Carpenter had an eleven pitch at bat, um, with eleven pitch going into the second deck. Oh wow, that was a good pickup for that man. Yeah, it was. the other day too, right? I believe so. I had to check my um. Power of the mustache, man. <laughs> that stash, baby. Oh Christ! And now the game is delayed. Oh, it's raining or something. Yeah, it was bad here last night, man. Oh really? Oh, it was real bad here last night. Man, last couple of days, I've been out of it, bro. So I've been and catching everything. Lightning must have hit right next door. Mm-hmm. I thought the fucking, I thought the pizza place next door blew up. That's Jesus. how loud it hit. Like, I jumped off the fucking couch. <laughs> I'm, like, looking out the window expecting to see, like, a mushroom fireball. Like, Jeez. I, literally everything in the place shook, including me. <laughs> so what do you think? You think the Yankees hold on to, the, um, hold on this year? Pitching wins, man. As long as the pitching stays healthy. The old baseball adage, right? You're only as good as next day's starter. And the Yankees are putting up good starter after good starter. There's no guy you got to worry about. There's no guy that you're going to have to bring in. I mean, it'll happen, but it's not a guy on the regular that you're going to have to relieve in the second or third inning. You're getting quality starts after quality starts. Uh, I personally like to see more contact hitting mm-hmm. uh than home run hitting like i love when i see the yankees scored five runs and it was all manufactured there's no home runs like today it was four home runs so if days you're right. not hitting home runs how are you gonna score <clears throat> but you know and that's 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 i think that was their problem well plus injury last year you know a lot of injuries and yeah. and in pitching yeah. but you know, they got a couple injuries now 
Stanton's out for a little bit. Chapman's out. Yeah, but if you got strong pitching, you can withstand that for a minute. Yeah. No, play small ball. And um, it's when the injuries get too much and it becomes overwhelming. And now you got my three guys playing. Like you got when you got to me, it's it's the same thing with um in basketball. It, you know, when you live by the three, you die by the three. You got a lot of hitters that's all they doing is home run and die. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you may win a few games big, but then those games you need to get like small ball, you hit. So if you got great pitching, I think you're good. That's why that's what I like about um the Yankees, how they built now. I just hope they stay healthy enough because God knows my Tigers ain't gonna do nothing for a minute, so I got got to stick yeah. to my second my second team. But what what do you think about the White Sox? I think Tim Anderson is a dramatic bitch. <laughs> Why were you talking about that? As a, well, but you that's brought all. That's, that's, you the, brought yeah, the White Sox. That's, <laughs> that's the only White Sox story I've heard the whole year. <laughs> you know, I haven't. I haven't done a lot of research on it to really speak a lot on it. Okay. You know, because I've, I've, I've seen, like, the first initial story, you know, and I gave my reaction to that. But I have heard, like, whispers. Now you hear stuff, but I haven't really, like, looked at it. Like, I heard he had said some other stuff and things like that, so I don't know exactly what he had said. But here's he my thing. He said, go ahead. I'll fill you in on what I know. All right, go ahead. I'm sure Matt knows more about it than both of us, but I'll fill mm-hmm. you in what I know. Tim Anderson a couple years back said he feels like the modern-day Jackie Robinson. Okay, I remember that. Mm. Bitch, you've never been spat on. You haven't had death threats. <laughs> you haven't had people trying to break into your home and, and harm you. Like, right. stop it. Nobody went through what Jackie Robinson went through. Stop mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Like, like that's stupid to begin with. Because, okay. number one, you're disrespecting Jackie. Mm. Just because you're the same color don't mean you, you went through the same shit. Learn your history before mm-hmm. you talk about that. Okay. Uh, and then... Donaldson, who previously called him Jackie, they had there was a play in the game where Donaldson they went to throw back the third, right? Dropped down, blocked it with his leg. His leg kind of hit Anderson. Some words were exchanged. Anderson pushed him off. Benches cleared. Bullpens jog out. Now right. punches were thrown. Mm-hmm. The second series comes now to New York like a week later, mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden, I guess either Anderson got bitched at at his boys. This is me projecting mm-hmm. here, right? Either got called out for not doing nothing, so he mm. was like still sour about it, mm. and then he said that he called him Jackie, but never said that I previously called myself Jackie. So he tried right. to pull like a race card on Donaldson, mm-hmm. but like it backfired. Right, because everyone's like, "Wait a minute, you called yourself Jackie?" Now mm. people who didn't know the backstory on both teams were speaking out mm. because I, I never heard about that either. But he did say it. They 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 dug it up. Right, and. uh yeah, it, I don't know, man. Well, here, here's here, don't, my, pull don't pull a race card. Well, here's my thing about that, Nick. And I, I, I said this part before. I don't think, and I'm just, I'm, I'm only guessing too. I wasn't there when I first heard him say compare himself <laughs> to Jackie. Let me start with that part first. I didn't see it as him talking about the adversity that Jackie went through, because there's no way he could to me. There's no way he could have meant that. So when I saw it, I thought he meant far as the player on the field, how Jackie was little, you know, how Jackie Robinson played on the field. I thought he's comparing himself that way. I didn't until you said it, it really didn't dawn on my you know, that, that part didn't didn't click in my mind. Cause I, I saw it from a different way. I thought he I thought he must be comparing himself to the way Jackie played. Because 
to me, there's no way he can talk about the adversity Jackie went through because there's nowhere near compared to that because the league is different. It may be still some racist overtones going on that we don't always see, but it's nowhere near what Jackie went through where you couldn't even go to certain cities, you couldn't undress in certain locker rooms, you know, spit on, all that stuff. There's no way he had went through nothing like that. So that my mind didn't even go there, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Until, like, until you had brought it up, I never really put those two together. The uh, other part is, from what I've seen, it wasn't until LaRusso said it was racist, I think, that it kind of went that way. He he kind of said, like, I didn't like what he said. We don't. I don't get down with him like that. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. Yeah. You know, this and that. And I was like, well, if you called yourself Jackie, it, you know, how can you not expect him not to say it? You know what I'm saying? And I, I didn't see it as a... I seen it more as... Um, him antagonizing him, not him saying it in a, as a racial apathet. I, I, I he's been. A, I'm a sarcastic uh, fuck. I don't know if you ever uh, picked this up, but I'm pretty I, sorry. I, I, uh, I, really? I try to hide it. <laughs> try to hide it. I sprinkle it in now and then. <laughs> but like, I took it as like, all right, how would I say it? I'd be like, okay, Jackie. Like, like, all right, Jackie. Like, oh, you think you're mm-hmm. Jackie? Okay, Jackie. right. That's I'm how sarcastic. I saw that. Yeah, On that's how I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's how I viewed it. Like, okay, Jackie. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I think it was blown up. I think it was. What up, uh, Jamal? Hey, Jamal, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I, I didn't. I, I thought that it was just completely blown out of proportion. I thought it was weak that the last game of the Yankees White Sox series, they mm-hmm. sat Tim Anderson and didn't play him. Yeah, let him play. You run your mouth. You guys, and to... then you sit in the last game of a series when you know yeah, there could be one buzzing in your back. You gotta take it, man. You gotta take it. You know what I'm saying? You put it out there. You gotta yeah, take it. You're gonna it run out. your mouth. You're gonna create this stuff. You gotta go in the batter's box. You gotta come with, you know, you gotta take what comes with it. So um, he, he Max, debuted in 47. I looked up Jackie Robinson's because Tim mm-hmm. Anderson to me is a middle of the pack position player. Right. He's he's not well, Jackie has six all star games in, in eleven years, which mm-hmm. to be voted into the all star game back then with the tone of the country and right. what he was going through in this third And you have year. to look at too this part too. A lot of players, especially black players at that time, were older players because they played in the Negro League first. Yes. Yeah. And if they if they did get caught to yeah. the play in the major leagues, it was like well until they was older. Well we could well, older as a baseball player. Yeah. You know? So I'm, you have to look at that too. I'm but go ahead, I'm sorry. Think, I mean, remember huh? the old quarterback that the Carolina Panthers drafted, Chris Winky? Wasn't yeah, he like yeah, yeah. 27? Yeah, yeah. He was like yeah. a they, they were year like, senior in Florida State or something like that. Yeah, he was yeah. bald as shit, man. He was, right. <laughs> he looked like the dad from uh, that 70s show. With the, like Matt, Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 28. Uh, uh, Matt said he was 28. Yeah, they, they, they weren't rookies coming in like 18, 19-year-old kids. Right. They were, right. you know, they were coming up like 18, 19, like Mickey Mantle was. They, they were right. coming up. Or coming into the league from another league, professional right. league. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he made six straight All Star games. He, mm-hmm. he had one year with two hundred hits, one hundred twenty five RBIs. Uh, Jesus, yeah, and and you know you you're not anywhere. I mean, your color is the only thing you have in common with Jackie Robinson. That and you play baseball. <laughs> That's it. Nobody looks at you and says, "Oh, that looks like you know modern day Jackie Robinson." Right. No, I didn't even know who Anderson was before this. 
No, okay, now Matt said, and this might be key too, too, because um, he said, I think it was an interview with Sports Illustrated where Anderson said he wants to be the next Jackie Robinson. So that's that's difference in context you okay. put in that context. Now, he's not, no, he said he wants to be as different than saying, I am. <laughs> you know, Jamel said, Nick got me weak. <laughs> but so, so like, if that's actually what he said, I can more go with that. Than him comparing herself to Jackie Robinson. Right go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I kind of agree. I kind of agree more on those lines. If that's what he was saying, I think um, he said, "I want, I want to be more like Jackie Robinson." I can go with that than him saying he's comparing herself to Jackie Robinson. That's a whole different way, whole different context, and you have to. If you look at it from that standpoint, I don't have a problem with that. But like I said earlier too, I until Nick brought it up, I didn't see it as that's a fact. I didn't see it as him saying he went through the same adversity as Jackie Robinson. I seen it more as him wanting to be or say he his ability is the same as Jackie Robinson until I saw what Matt um said. So to me, that's I don't see an issue with that. But when that last game come, <laughs> you gotta go in there, you don't take yourself out of the game, right? You play. You know, if you run your mouth, and that means you gotta take a pitch, take a pitch. You gotta do what you gotta do. I don't, I don't see no way where you run your mouth and then stop the game. I lose respect from you. I don't think you compared yourself to forty two, but um, don't quote me on that. Yeah, I, yeah, that's why I need. I think context is is, is key, um, um, Matt. Because yeah, if he say he compared himself to it, that's a whole different thing. If he say he wants to be like him, hey. I want to play like Michael Jordan, but I can't. What'd you say, Jamel? He only gets uh, talked about because he said, yeah, you're right. And that, that helped, that helps him in the long run. Cause now people know who he is. That, you know, unless you play, um, live in Chicago, you might not know who he was or a diehard baseball fan. But anyway, um, I guess we got to bring up the sad news that it's like the last show we had opened up talking about a, a football player died. Now we got to talk about, um, uh, Marion Barber um, um, died. Uh, found was he found? I think it's found his apartment. Um, I don't know what's what's going on, man. It seemed like every time I look up, more and more athletes are dying. And this guy was young. I haven't seen the um, the reports and say what he died of. Anybody know? Let me know. But this is this is sad, man. You know, um, was it Monday? Who was it Monday? Um, Gladly. Um, Jeff Gladly. He, you know, he was in the car accident and died. Now you're looking at um, Barbara dying on um, finding unresponsive in his house, man. Yeah, RIP, right, right, Jamel. Um, this is sad, bro. I mean, this guy was young. Was he? I don't know how old he was. I, I saw him on Breach Report, but I can't remember. But he was a young guy, man. You know, and now. He did. I don't know what I, I would like to see what a CTE has something to do with it. You know, I I, I want to see what the reports is on how he died and what happened. Because um oh 38. Thank you, Matt. He was 38. Uh Barber. Yeah, talking about Barber. I want to CTE has something to do with it. From uh you know, Dave, he, from Chop, Davis big yeah. cowboy fan and uh uh-huh. Every, he put a post up saying that you know life hasn't been good for him the last couple of years, which means okay. 
legal trouble, legal. drug issues, drinking, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, matches. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Okay. So yeah, that's like, sad, been good. You know, you don't want to assume anything. Yeah. You know, I don't. You don't want to assume when uh, when someone passes, you wait to hear things. But you know, autopsies take a couple weeks. It does. So it's I don't sad, know man. If it's, one or if it's just known, you know what I mean. If right. It's one of those things, man, that you realize when people people like us that be like, oh, man, I wish I had money and this and that. And you see the people with money, they go through the same thing or worse. So, you know, it's not really about being, but it's not about the money. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to have it. But it's all about being mentally sound and being happy within yourself. Money don't you know, change mental health. Man. Money, money does not change mental health. It could health. be in that, my situation or I, <laughs> I could have freaking uh elon musk money i'm still right up in the head it's just gonna hey. be different issues that fuck me up if anything you ain't learned from amber Heard and johnny depp that should be the key right there and they got in bed with a woman right <laughs> they got money she's still shitting in the bed you know what i'm yeah. saying so <laughs> literally shit the bed <laughs> right so you know it's like money don't change nothing man and and I, i'm not trying to make light of his situation you know, but I'm just saying that it's sad and it ought to be an eye opener to people who, you know, oh man, if I had money, if I had money, money don't change nothing. You know, me and yeah. Lamar always talk about it. Get your mind right. You know, do what you got to yeah. do to be mentally sound. So yeah. if you do come happen to some money, you know what I'm saying, you can enjoy it. Because if, you, if you're not mentally sound, no matter how much money you got, no matter how much women you have or men, have you get down, you know what I'm saying, you're not going to be happy <coughs> unless you mentally stable. Period. Yeah. That's the, you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I would say about that situation. Um, I got a question for you, um, Nick. So you see that um, the Buccaneers are maybe getting rid of um, the Dominica Sue. I think they um, are, right? He's a free agent. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they'll keep him because they just signed. Oh, uh, Akeem Hicks. Yeah, right. That's Hicks what it was. Hicks. Hicks, right? With an H. Was it Nicks or Hicks? I I, I seen it by I, I always get those two confused, and I don't know why. Yeah. Well, anyway, they brought in somebody to replace him. Put it that way. Is he a is he a Hall of Famer? That's a good one. Because look at it like that. I know. Look, if you look at all right, huh? If you look at his uh Akeem Hicks, right. Akeem Hicks. All right. Okay, it is Hicks. He's got the Super Bowl. Got the Super Bowl. He was the best at his position. Yep. For several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the early he's kind of redeemed himself. He's not that kick in the groin player that he was early on. Right. Uh, I just read that he he hasn't missed a game since in ten years. Only game he misses when he got suspended. Yeah, like, seventy. He got 70, sacks, which is a massive number for an interior lineman. Right, that's a massive number. Seventy is massive. Like we're we're spoiled by Aaron Donald now, but before right. Aaron Donald, <laughs> it was you know it was Sue. I remember yeah. they did a sports science thing. Mm-hmm. ESPN used to do back when I used to watch ESPN. Mm. They did sports science on the power and the impact of right, Jamel. hitting somebody, mm. and and what it was the equivalent of. Like they lined him up and let him hit like a dummy, like that had right, like right, and everything in it. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he's, I think, yes, but not immediately. Like, it's not a no-brainer. Not a first ballot. Not a no, first ballot. Dave. No, 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 no. Not by any any means. Now, if he hit 100, probably, mm. you know? And, uh, yeah, he, you're right. Uh, we spoke by Aaron Donald. Interior. Yeah. LT was outside. Interior is Donald. Interior is Sue. Interior was Clyde Simmons and Jerome mm-hmm. Brown. You know, oh, interior. Jerome Brown was the man, uh, man, until he killed my uh, my man in the car accident. Oh, he uh, got the, killed in that car accident. Did he get caught? I, I know he passed up. away early. I don't remember how. Was that was he the one that got killed? I remember him and somebody else was riding in the car, and one of them got killed. I can't remember. It was Jerome Brown or the person. They came, he came out of Miami. But any, that's why I used to be a Miami Hurricane fan. But anyway, yeah. if you look at if you look at yeah, he three time first team. I mean, I I I think I agree lean more with what you said though. Maybe not first ballot, but he should get in. Say fuck you, need Jerome Brown was a, a cop. Fuck you, man! You weren't listening. <laughs> I said we've been spoiled on the interior as of late with Donald. Like, that's I what I thought. Yeah, okay. It was, it was he was one of the outside. <laughs> that's like comparing guards and centers in basketball. It's tough to do because you're asked to do different things. Right. <clears throat> right. I re- I remember Jerome Brown because like. I watched. That's why I used to be. Like was he an active big, player, or did he retire when he passed? He's active player when he passed. I believe. Was he? I believe so. But I'm mistaken. That was a while back. Yeah. So I remember. I mean, that's when they had self joining Jerome Brown, Reggie, Reggie, uh, Reggie White. I mean, they had. Well, they had, they had a Randall team. Cunningham. Randy Cunningham. Serious talent, man. I was like, why they didn't win a Super Bowl? That's one of like those those uh, probably coaching. It's always coaching, right? Always. <laughs> Interior, exterior, don't matter. <laughs> okay, Matt. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's sarcasm. I don't know. I don't know how to read that one. <laughs> Just say okay, move on. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, the job positions. What's what Sue did, and now what Donald does. I mean, you're looking. Now, okay. Now, I would have that's... to say yes, but I think it depends on who else is in that class. Okay. Like if it's a down year for talent, mm-hmm. I think he gets in. Okay. But you know who else retired this year? That that's Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, Brady would have been the headline. Brady would have been. Yeah, Brady would have been. He'd have been. He's gonna be a first ballot regardless. Oh, just because yeah. he's Brady. Just because he's Brady. You know, just for his golf skills alone. Oh, okay. We got to talk about that. I watched that whole thing yesterday, man. You watched it? Oh, you got to tell me about it. I watched that... the whole thing, man. All right, go and ahead. I love that the... Go ahead. We'll finish this, and we'll definitely get okay. into it. All right. Um, oh, yeah, Leonard, Leonard Marshall. But I was going to say, too, now, which team can pick up Sue and should pick up Sue? I know a lot of – I, 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 let me say this part. I follow a lot of Lions um, shows. They be like, we should go back and get Sue. I don't think they should. I just don't think. I think the chemistry that they have now and what they're building, they should not get Sue. I saw somebody say Detroit, but no, I don't think so. I like what they're building there. I think, like, right now, they don't need right now or ready for a veteran talent. That's just my opinion. I think they should keep building that chemistry that they have next year. Get some more young rookies in there. Then once they get a nice nucleus, then you add the veteran talent in there. 
to propel you to the next level. That's just what I think. What What, what do you think, Nick? Uh, Matt said the Chiefs. I I think that he'll end up in the AFC West. I think the best place for him. I like him. I like him in Kansas City. You put him on that Chargers D line with oh. Mac and Bosa. Wow. Chargers right now. I'm calling him up and be like, yo, you're the last piece to the ring. We got the O line. We got the edge rushers. They need that. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, when you down attitude, like Cole said, bite them on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I I mean, I don't get me wrong. I agree with that in 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 a way. But like I said, I but think it comes chemistry- to a point where you're ring hunting right now. Like yeah, you yeah, got yeah, yeah. one. You, you're gonna wait for the contender to call you and it's nothing against Detroit, but I'm a jet fan. So I, is that the guy who commented earlier? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see, just see Facebook user. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that might be sincere lions. And, oh yeah. What's up sincere. The last time it was sincere. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure. I'm going to check right now. Give me one second. Petway, Richard Petway. Oh, that's rich. Oh, okay. okay. So, I don't think you're getting a player at the end of the career knowing it'll be a one-year deal going to Detroit or the Jets at this right. point. Uh, you're going to get younger, hungry guys who want to help build it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you're looking at contenders only. And yeah. I'm, my pick is the Chargers to win the AFC. I, li- I like I like, I like Chargers. I like Matt I like them at the Chiefs. I think Chiefs Matt would be a nice line. Bosa, Sue. And Mac, if you're gonna That's go ridiculous. win that division, if you want to win the Super Bowl, you got to go win that division, right? Right. I don't think any of those teams are blocking those guys consistently. Um, Matt said Packers Vikings. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see them. I don't see Sue on the Packers moving them the needle much. <coughs> you know, I think I think um, Chiefs, Chargers, hell, even Vegas. I think that the one of those teams perpetuates that defense further, and maybe now you look at them as Super Bowl contenders. Why not go back to the Rams? Oh yeah, or the Rams. Why not go back to the Rams? Right, the Rams have found a way to get everybody in there. Right, <clears throat> the Rams would be nice. There a couple years ago. The Rams would be nice one too. For a year or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sensi, yeah, oh, I, now Sensi would be nice. I like them in Sensi. That'd be nice and sensey, but I, um, speaking of that, so now it kind of made me um, remind me of you see the um, with Cleveland, another person came uh, came out allegations against um, Deshaun Watson. No. Yes, another in Cleveland. I don't know if it was in Cleveland. It just said a t- another female came out. That's make this makes twenty three. So now. The NFL is running their investigation. I think now with this ne- next one coming up, they're going to for sure suspend him. If it wasn't no doubts before, they're going to win sure. week two, baby. That's <laughs> going to win week two. <laughs> That's a good – he's going to for sure get suspended. Why do you think they haven't moved Baker yet? Yeah. They know yeah. something's coming. Oh, oh they're Jamel gonna, says they're no, have Texas to go back to Baker and be like, you've been our guy the whole time, man. <laughs> That's, that's, I don't know, man, because he, it's one of those delicate situations because you don't, as, as a as a guy, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm victim shaming and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like if the 
if the grand jury couldn't find enough evidence that they move on move forward. So say a lot. To me, that says a lot. All you got a civil suit now. So now it's like, okay, I'm gonna add on so I can get this money. So it looks like to me. I mean, like I said, I don't know for sure because I don't, you know, I don't know the ins and outs what's going on, but it just seemed like to me, it's like, all right, the grand jury said we don't have enough to convict or go forward with a case. And now it's gonna move into civil suit. And I think, I mean, I think you set out a year, that's your suspension. Just let the man play. That's just me. Um, it's Baker in a wig. <laughs> I saw that, I saw that meme, Baker in a wig. I saw that one. Uh, um, my man beat the uh, charges and they still coming at him. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Mel. I think it's crazy that he beat the charge and they still coming at him. Still coming at him, man. It sounds like a, I mean, it sounds like a money grab. That's just, that's just me, bro. It sounds like a money grab. Because if there's a lot of evidence there, <sighs> I mean, like I said, it's a delicate because he can be good at hiding evidence too. He can be good at hiding stuff. If it's just, if it's a he say, she say, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means that and he's not, not good at hiding anything because it was, oh, look, here's my dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's not good at hiding anything. <laughs> well, if it goes down to his word against uh, her word, then it's really hard to really prove that. And maybe that's why they didn't, they didn't go for it. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. But at the same time, it's like, bruh, if it was me, I would just would have paid him and, and when it first started and moved on. So we didn't went this far. You don't have to worry about suspension. You don't have to worry about none of that stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I saw. That's right. She watched the real. Uh, so the uh, the lady had um, the twenty third lady. She watched the real sports on HBO about Watson, and that's when she decided to uh, come for it. Uh, no, she saw the um, duffel bag of money uh, he just got from the uh, from the Browns. It's my opportunity, right? Saw that money he got done. Hey man, look, got that money. It's like was a two hundred and thirty uh, guaranteed. I don't know, bro. It's one of them things. But anyway, go ahead and talk about the hockey. I mean, um, golf with Brady oh, so, now. So yesterday they did uh, Capital One does these uh, the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally it's had an amateur with a professional. And, uh, you know, the famous one was uh, Tom Brady. And uh, Tom and Phil against yeah. Tiger and uh, – and Peyton last year, mm-hmm. and uh, this year they did all amateurs. There's the sixth one or the seventh one, sixth one, mm-hmm. and it was Rogers and Brady on a team against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And the cool thing about it, there's some awful shots. <laughs> like, like as a golfer, I can appreciate uh-huh. watching somebody hit an <laughs> awful shot. Like, and I'm like, oh man, that's that's where I put it sometimes. <laughs> So it, it was fun from that aspect. Uh, the way they set it up was good. Like if you wanted a mulligan, mm-hmm. you had a hit. Like a Jake from State Farm was there holding like a five six foot head of Charles Barkley, <laughs> and you had to throw the football from like fifteen yards and hit the head to get the mulligan. You're only allowed. Oh one. wow! They played twelve holes. Uh, if your ball was not playable, you could hit from your your partner's ball. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They 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 made some amateur. Uh, rulings 
but yeah, I mean, it was entertaining. I, I love watching golf. I, I've said get rid of the NFL Pro Bowl and have a charity golf tournament and have everybody mic'd up and have it and produce it and air that for three, four hours on a Sunday instead of the right. Pro Bowl. You know what I mean? It'll be more entertaining. It, it'll be fun watching amateurs hit a great shot. It'll be funnier watching the bad shots because more golfers relate <laughs> to the bad shot than the good shot. Mm-hmm. So just get rid of the Pro Bowl. Like, this has been my push. I, yeah, I think, push I, I, think, I think you're right with that. I agree with that. <laughs> They do cool shit during the week. They do the seven on seven. They do the flag mm-hmm. thing with with like Jerry Rice and Favre mm-hmm. and other players will come out and play it. Do a yeah. wiffle ball game. Do Ooh, that, dude, that'll be nice. Dodgeball. Do all different sports and just put it on the NFL network throughout the week. Jamel and said he didn't know it came on TV. He said he didn't know the Pro Bowl still came on TV. Oh, but they still talk about it. Just celebrate the guys give them a shirt that says you made the pro bowl and, and just go have a fun week where these guys can unwind after the, the grueling season and I think, then i think that's a bad guys idea. who have like little injuries can still participate and be a part of the week instead of just you know i'm not going i'm injured make it something they want to go to right and, and i think it'd be great for the fans to see like the guys that we look at as superior athletes mm-hmm. failing and laughing at themselves when they're not you know what i mean like charles barkley right. said yesterday who is an American legend, Charles Barkley. I hope Charles Barkley. I hope Charles Barkley outlived me because I don't want to live in a world without Charles Barkley. But he said, "He said it's okay to be great at one thing. You're not going to be great at everything you do. But if you're great mm-hmm. at one thing, that's better than a lot of people." Yeah, it's true. So that is you true. Four of the top quarterbacks in the league going against one another. And yeah, and NFL Field Day. I like that. <laughs> NFL Field Day. Yo, I like I, that. Wouldn't you love would, to watch it? Well, bro, that would be I like that because playing kickball and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, they that, play that, dodgeball, they, right. they do all these things anyway, but it's not promoted. It's put on right. at like eleven AM on a Wednesday. Right. You know, That'll do be. a thing for charity. Gambling's legal. They they can bet, they can bet and, and send money to charity on top of it. They can shoot dice. You, know, you, you know. got sponsors on holes. You can make a lot of money for charity, dude. And, and, and it would be huge. You'd make millions and millions of dollars for charity. Man, I, that, I would love that. I, I, that's something I would watch. Like, the Pro Bowl is so I didn't boring now. I dozed off for, like, two holes yesterday. I know Matt, Matt texted me. I dozed off for a little bit. Mm. But when I get on the couch, man, it's anything's possible. I can no, wake up from 12 hours of sleep. If I lay back down on the couch, I could sleep again in like three man, minutes. The couch is a wrap, bro. That couch oh, get comfortable. What sucks you oh. in? The couch is like a fine woman. Once it gets its grasp on you. Like, like, like Ashley Larry. <laughs> <laughs> right, like she radio. <laughs> Yeah, play bones, play spades. See, yeah, I watch that, bro. Have them bowl, right? Like, uh, right. can enter a bowling. Like, have a whole bunch of different they have, things. They should have like a hood tournament. Just have like, just have hood stuff. Double Dutch dice. You know what I'm saying? Playing spades, bones. Just have just like a hood tournament. I would watch that. You know, leaping over fences while dogs chasing you. See, I, 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 I'm, I'm in that. I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? Trying I'm to get that. the finest white girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Why you peace my brother with a white girl yarn? See, I like that. You know what I'm, I'm watching that. <laughs> I'm watching it. But yeah, man, I think I, I agree with you, man. The Pro Bowl now is so boring. Yeah. 
you know, it's a disrespect to the game, right? When you yeah. watch guys play at that elite level, yeah, and have an NFL manhunt, <laughs> kick the can, right? Oh wow, uh, pick him up, fuck him up, can get it, he all that. Are you talking about the white woman thing again? Pick him <laughs> up. <laughs> Calm down, Deshaun. Calm down, brother. <laughs> Get more views because more people relate. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Think about those games we played as a kid. Yeah. And you bring and, those and games in. Football, and we want to see it played at its best. Now, baseball, there's right. no physical contact. So the all-star game in, be- in baseball can be mm. played like an actual game. Pitchers right. aren't throwing 60-mile-an-hour things saying, here, hit it. Mm-hmm. You know? Outfielders aren't falling down and letting a ball roll to the fence so you get a home run. That would be right. the baseball equivalent of the Pro Bowl, right? Guys mm-hmm. not trying their hardest. Right. Baseball can be played that way because you're mm-hmm. not taking the contact. You're not you're not risking right. anything. Playing with dogs. You know, I just referenced that. <laughs> Bruh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yo, Chef, I just mentioned <laughs> Michael Vick with dogs 15 minutes ago. That's hysterical. Uh, that would be I mean, you know, Peter have a problem with that, but you know, yeah. Yeah. I still will watch it. Cockfighting, the actual chickens. So make sure I put that out there. <laughs> oh, that's, oh yeah, that was yeah, that's what I said. That's why I make sure I put that out there. Pro Bowl live from Puerto Rico. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll never forget that, man. I went on my honeymoon uh-huh. and uh, we went to Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. And uh, the driver showing us, like, it was literally airport, hmm. U turn, uh, and the intercontinentals, like, right there. Oh, wow. So we stayed there. And when we go around, uh, like the jug handle to get on the highway, and uh-huh. the guy told us, oh, this is the big uh, cockfighting arena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I, 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 I mean, I just want to see at least one time. Just one time. You know, I'm, I'm good. good. I don't as, long have... we, as long as we eat afterwards, I'm good. Loser gets eaten. <laughs> <laughs> they lose or get the chicken. But yeah, That's man, it. I you think lose, chop the head and go cook head. it, break it up. <laughs> there you go. I I think I think you're right though, man. I, and I th- I hear a lot of players kind of talking about it too. So hopefully they go ahead and do something. Because now I heard a lot of well, a lot of former players talk about getting rid of the Pro Bowl and stuff like that. But look at it like this. I understand to a degree why the players now don't put all the effort into the game. Because you get injured at the Pro Bowl, what if you get like an injury that's career injury, you know what I'm saying, at a Pro Bowl. Or you get an injury and you sit out the first six games of the next season because of that injury at a Pro Bowl game. Well, you do it where it's fun. I mean, you, you know, stuff like that where the injuries is lessened because, you know, you can get injured doing anything. You can walk yeah. to the middle, I get injured. But, you rupture you know, your Achilles playing kickball. Right, you know what I'm saying? But the degree, uh, you know, if you get injured, it's not as great as you playing an actual football game. So I think that is better. You go, and then pe- the people who, who are fans of these people would love to see you do ordinary things. Like you yeah. said about the golf game. People just tuned in to see them w- playing golf. And I heard uh, – I didn't see it, but I heard that uh, Mahomes and um, and um, Josh Allen was kicking back, popping um, copping brews, drinking, just chilling. Yeah. That's how he's supposed to be. To me, this it's is like, why I don't respect Patrick Mahomes. One, because of his wife choice. Two, because of his brother. <laughs> Three because he was drinking Coors Light. <laughs> NFL cook off. I like that. You say because he's because he's drinking Coors Light. <laughs> no, I mean, like, my son. We went down to Disney 
It was in mm-hmm. Orlando. We went down to mm-hmm. Disney in 2019 for a Pop Warner football team that I coached. Right. We played mm-hmm. in the Pop Warner Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Six weeks later, the NFL Pro Bowl was on the same field. Time <laughs> it up better and have something with the kids and have the players go out and coach the kids in a game. You know what I mean? Like have like yeah. a, not an actual Pop Warner game, but have them coaching and instructing. Do something that like do something different that like people would be interested in. I think it's so much better, bro. We need to we need to write the NFL. And segment. I just want to watch Jamal Adams lose in other sports besides football. <laughs> I had to bring that up, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> but I, um oh so you hear um Tyreek Hill's comment. Did you hear that? No. So he's a dolphin now. I don't pay attention to anything he does or says. <laughs> so Tyreek Hill says that the um the last year the Chiefs tried to uh suppress his stats and everything in order for him not to be um worth nothing on the trade market. And they deliberately try not to uh you know give him as many um throw to him as much and stuff so he can just suppress his stats on the state trade market. He still had a hundred catches. Bruh. Like he had more catches than uh more targets than Kelsey. So how they suppressing your that your stats? And I'm like, he he got the then on the top of that, he said it prior to his podcast. I think he's just trying to get people to watch his podcast. That's all that was about. Yeah. Now you'll get the Kansas City people coming back who maybe wrote you off to to hate. Right. I, yeah, know. You think, I know yardage wise he didn't have a big year. I know Mark Andrews. We did this one night on the show. I think the late night mm-hmm. show that uh, I did the stats, and Mark Andrews had more yards and more yards per catch than Tyreek Hill has. Who would have thought that a tight end has more yards per catch than Tyreek Hill? But shoot, Tyreek Hill. He's not a big physical receiver. His numbers are going to go down because he's going right. to lose speed. That sounded about right when I saw the uh, stats, man, about 150. That's, almost 10. That's eight a game? Eight and a half a game? Yeah, man, he capping, bro. He capping. He's just trying to get that podcast so plus on top of that you gotta look at you gotta look at the fact he think he had a lot a lot of targets um didn't have enough targets this time you going to play with Tua you know what I'm saying you might have less targets now yeah. playing in Miami and you're not gonna get you think about it like this for I'm right now until, until Tua can prove it oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah I mean they were coming on last year and they mm-hmm. didn't have the Tyreek Hill factor. Hill is going to be, be, gonna be a decoy. He's going to be more of a decoy than anything else. How many weeks until Hill bitches about usage? Wait till October. But here's what I think going to happen, though, Nick. Until um, Tua can prove he can throw a deep ball, you put two men on, on – press him at the line, put a second man on top of, on top of him, and – he gonna get less targets anyway because he's gonna, he gonna be double team. I'm not doubling him until Tua shows he can hit it. I'm doubling. I'm just, I'm just I'm saying. Bracketing Waddle because Waddle's gonna hit guy underneath, and they already got the chemistry. Right. And you know it takes a while for chemistry to form mm-hmm. in the offense and for the coordinator to find the plays that work and all that. Right. I'm doubling Waddle because Waddle's well, you, gonna be the guy underneath. I just think I just think that he's gonna get less targets because then I oh, respect. Yeah. Nobody's personally not going to expect two of the throw that far. Plus, so. he's going to get less targets because of the system he's in. He's in the 49ers system now. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. I forgot, about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, and, and might, they got, 
They got two running backs, so you know they're gonna be running a lot. They got Mostert and they got Chase Edmonds. They got right. Gazeki. They got Waddle. Mm-hmm. They're not, but they don't have. I think two is a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, I don't think he's got. I don't, don't say think that. he's good enough to run this passing scheme. <clears throat> he has to prove it to me. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. Now he proved it to me. But now running the ball might help more, right? Like you just gotta yeah. be more efficient. Yeah, you that, that, like Waddle and Hill and Jazeki can run, Moster can run, Edmonds can run. Mm-hmm. Get them the ball, and both of them catch out the backfield. Yeah, just be effective. Get the ball out quick and let them do their thing. That's and the key. They got the line. They brought in uh, Armstead. Mm, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the key, man. If he can, if if Tua can get rid of the ball quick and hit and hit, and get his timing down, you have to worry about deep passes because you got enough weapons. That you know, you got enough weapons that you have that you don't have to worry about deep pass. You throw you, now, you do throw a couple shots down to keep the defense honest, but yeah. you don't have to worry about always have to worry about the deep threat. A lot of underneath, a lot of running, a lot of screens, a lot of bubble screens with your running backs. That's all you have to do and just keep moving the ball down the field. Then when you get 30 yards out, you can take shots. That's all you have to do. But I don't know, I still don't know two two are capable of doing that right now. Before he proves it. Agreed. Yeah, but we'll Agreed. see. A lot of questions out there. Uh, Go ahead. While we're on football, something mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up. Go ahead. Who's the most overrated player in NFL history? Oh, I got my answer, and it's gonna. Some people might disagree with it, but this guy to me is. Well, tell me, tell me your answer, because I'm not coming to my mind right now. I have to think. Okay. Maybe answer the jar of my memory. This guy is the king of mediocre. Okay. But he has longevity. So he became a compiler. Frank Gore retired today as oh. a 49er. Mm-hmm. 16 years, 16,000 mm-hmm. yards. Now the longevity is there. Mm-hmm. I No one, I think, at any point in time ever considered Frank Gore. We always do the top five running backs, right? Not right. fantasy, mm-hmm. but top five running backs. I don't know who their backup is, uh, Matt, but go ahead. Anyone ever picked Frank Gore in the top five? No one ever said. Like earlier in the career, it was LT, Sean Alexander, Priest Mm -hmm. Holmes, Larry Johnson. Mm -hmm. Like you can go on and on. Tiki Barber. All these guys Mm -hmm. were better. But he was there like eight to 10, Mm -hmm. just putting along, putting along, putting along. And he has longevity. God bless him. But I hear people talk about him now that he's he's third all time in rushing yards. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a top fifty running back of all time. Now you said fifty, bro. Bro, I can name many people I would take. Like if I went through the list of all time rushing leaders, like there's guys with four or five thousand yards, like Gale Sayers. I take Gale Sayers over Frank Gore. Frank Gore is just. But I never seen Gale Sayers play. I mean, I heard, I've seen highlights. I've seen Brian's song, so I, I know he was athletic <laughs> as hell in the movie. The movie made him look great. <laughs> but here's what I say about Frank Gore, though. While I go as far as say oh, overrated, I would say he's a consistent back. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He's not an all-time great running back. If you're third no, he's not. He's not. something, he's not. like yeah. you should be great, right? Now, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being sarcastic with the most overrated player yeah, of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Brady. Like when you look at <laughs> you just had to take that little stab. Always, huh? always. <laughs> even though I, I hate to admit this, uh-huh. I like him 
as like seeing him doing the golf and like and yeah and seeing the social media shit now that he's mm-hmm. not a patriot anymore mm-hmm. he's more likable but i probably would still pay to fight him to the death on uninterrupted <laughs> but yeah if you're third all time in something you should be considered like imagine said elite okay. yeah I, I i agree with that matt just a solid running back yeah. with a solid career He's the guy who hits 25 home runs, mm-hmm. you know, or 20 home runs, plays 25 years, and gets the 500. But, like, you yeah. were never great. You were just Frank, average and consistent and there. Frank Gore is the running back you have on your team when you got a lot of weapons, great defense. You just need somebody back there to keep the defense honest. Yeah. He's perfect for that. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, but you got to look at it like this. Same thing when people start talking about. I hate to say LeBron because I, I, I said LeBron doesn't doesn't have a, a skill set, but but LeBron's longevity is going to yield to more stats. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. So same, I, was, I was making that comparison with Frank Gore. He played a while, so yeah, he may be third because his longevity of career. So the longer you play, you don't. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> I'll wait for it. You know, the longer you play. You're gonna you're gonna amass statistics. It's yeah. just, I mean, unless you just hell of a sorry, you're gonna amass statistics because you're just playing, on like you know over and over again, different you know all these different teams and stuff. So, I think stats. I always say this: stats without research equals uh, a bad outcome. You know what I'm saying? And you the stats is good to give you a baseline. So you got to start researching, okay, where those stats come from? Like, if he played for 20 years or if he played a lot of garbage minutes, stuff like that, then you come up with the proper outcome. But if you just look at stats, say, oh, he's the greatest player of all times. Well, okay, that's not necessarily true. But you said, we talk about top 50? I just threw that number out there. Like, I'd have to really look at it. I'm I'm just thinking that maybe my mind start going like who, I mean you got. I was an Earl Campbell fan. You got Eric Dickinson. Of course, I got to say Barry Sanders, Walter Payton. Um, hell, I mean, who else? Um, Curtis Martin, Adrian Curtis Peterson, Martin, Emmitt Adrian Smith, Peterson, Emmitt Smith, Smith. Uh, Dorsett, Payton, Dorsett. Jim Brown, OJ, OJ, Ricky Williams. Oh yeah, Oh, James, Marshall Falk, Jerome Bettis, Corey Dillon, Jamal Lewis, Earl Campbell, Thurman Thomas, John Riggins, Marshawn Lynch, Sean Alexander. Alexander, right. Like, there's a ton. Yeah, you named about 15 players already. (laughs) A ton. Ricky Waters. Yeah. Steven Jackson had a a better peak. Steven Jackson ends up with 11,000 yards. Like, you don't even think of Steven Jackson being in the league that long. At least I don't. (laughs) <laughs> uh, 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 similar to Sammy Sosa, he did nothing before uh, or after steroids. Only um, that's a white or white oh oh while on him. I thought I said white, so you like was talking about the fact that he lightened himself up. Well, but right Warwick Dunn, I think Warwick Dunn. Over oh, I, 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 I forgot about Warwick Dunn. Yeah, you're right. Um, I like that comparison. I forgot about Warwick Dunn. I take yeah. Thomas Jones. I take Tiki Barber. I take Eddie George. 
Tiki Barber after he learned how to secure take the Clinton role. Portis. Yeah. I take Chris Johnson. Mm. I take Earl Campbell. I take Amon Green. No, you ain't named you ain't named Derrick Henry. Yeah, well, I'm going down the list of all time leading rushers. So okay, okay. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Herschel Walker, Roger Craig, Holmes, Ooh. Maurice Jones, Drew, Freeman McNeil. Dang, I just like Freeman. I'm McNeil. at fifty already. I just like Freeman McNeil. There's a couple guys in there I don't know of. Let me see if I can get the next fifty. Ricky Waters better, uh, better run than the uh, back. Uh-uh. I'm in my Watson. <laughs> I like that, Matt. Um, there's a lot of guys that I take before Frank Gore. Frank Gore is the turtle that wins the race. Because he stays slow and steady. Mm-hmm. And like the rabbit is off doing all the great shit, but the turtle just wins the race. <laughs> just you know, that's that just going along. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, okay. Just along, staying in the right lane, staying safe. But I mean, respect to him for, for playing 16 years as a running back in the NFL is very impressive. That's the right. achievement. That's yeah. the achievement. And being a starter for almost all of them, that's the achievement. But mm-hmm. don't tell me that Frank Gore is a top running back of all but time. That's, that's, that's what the media does, bro. That's what the media does. Oh, no, because they want to blow everybody while they you know, can. That, they want to use them for their story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Give me some. Let me turn it got Really? Okay. Dark. Yo, Turtle has been, been my lifelong nickname given to me by my father. <laughs> Probably because you saw your hot dog when you were born. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's up, Turtle Head? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, that's that's the one not one of the my things I don't, I one of the things I can't apologies. stand about the media, bro. They hype up everything and everybody. Overhype, Over Over bro. Overhype. You know, you can give you can give respect like like you like you said. You can give respect to the man without you know, capping about it. <laughs> Just you know. to win back, back. Matt, tell me your thoughts on LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I, I, I don't understand. Why can't they go on air and just say, hey, you know, you're a consistent player, Did, you know, blah, 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 stats, move on. Pass off to what he did in his career and move on. Oh, he's the greatest of all time. Really? That 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 right there pisses me off sometimes. I, that's that's why I stopped watching ESPN all that stuff. I can't I can't stand it. If it ain't if it ain't sucking LeBron's dick or something else, I I can't stand watching it, bro. It's just crazy. Nice. What's that? Uh. I opened up Instagram and one of the high school recruits who's number seven in the country for next year, uh-huh. he's played AAU ball with the kid who's going to Carolina this year. And he's like, I oh. talk to him all the time and he keep telling me how they want me there. So that's his number one. Oh, wow. That's good, man. That's good. So speaking of, um, since we're on the NFL topic, uh-huh. um, 
how you think what do you think the Jets gonna do this year? <clears throat> they got a really, really rough schedule to start the season. Mm-hmm. The main thing that I've been saying about them, be competitive. Be in the games with five minutes left. I don't want to see 30 to six games. I don't want to know mm-hmm. the game's over at halftime. Like, you can be a much better team and only have two or three more wins. But you can look at statistically, you can look at how many games you win, how many blowouts. There were a couple really bad blowouts last year. Injuries decimated this team, and this team was not deep enough to sustain injuries. So right. once a couple guys got injured, there were some really, really ugly games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with the type of style we're going to play with ball control mm-hmm. and, uh, and the line now, I think, could be a top five line in the league if everyone's healthy. With Beckton coming back and having Collins right. and Vera Tucker and the way Fant played, you're looking at, at two very, very solid sides of the line. And this system is all about the line and the trenches. So we're going to be able to get after the quarterback on defense. With Gardner and Reed now on the corners, I think we're going to have a very, very good cornerback. I think Sauce Gardner, I was very vocal not wanting him. It's not that I didn't want the player. I wanted Thibodeau. Right. But when we took Gardner, Mm -hmm. I had no reaction. I wasn't excited. I wasn't pissed. I'm like, all right, I'm going to wait and see. Mm -hmm. And then when we traded up and got Jermaine Johnson, now adding both the edge rusher and the corner, I'm ecstatic over because the combination of both, like people were talking about taking Jermaine at four to get Jermaine Mm -hmm. at 26 was crazy, which pat my own back. I did call that day when we did the the trade before the draft. I had the Jets going up to 26 with the Titans to trade up. So I did Mm -hmm. nail that part of it, which is pretty wild. Right. Uh, But yeah, that was the sweet spot. I thought for Joe Douglas to jump from 35 up to 26 and be competitive, man. Like, be in games. Like, if mm. you lose, you lose twenty to seventeen to the Bills instead of forty-five to fifteen or forty-five mm. to twenty. That's showing me progress. If Buffalo hits a late touchdown to go up and you lose twenty-four twenty, right. that's progress. Like, mm. like that to me is is where this team needs to be. They need to be in games with five minutes left, lose one score games. That would be a massive, massive jump. Like the first four games, we play the whole AFC North. We go Baltimore, Cleveland, mm. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. The first four games. Yeah, that's rough. So, you know, that's why I'm rooting for a uh, a Watson suspension. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good, you know what? But it's a good litmus, te- litmus test of your team. Absolutely. And that's you what know? I want. There's no easy right. games in the NFL, right? Right. Like, there, we saw last year Jacksonville beat Buffalo. Right, so was a nine to seven or something like happen. that. Yeah, nine six. Mm-hmm. It was all field goals, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, anything can happen. Any team can beat anybody. That's why you play the games, right? Any given Sunday, that old adage. Mm-hmm. But when I, I look at at the Jets and I look at the type of team they're going to be, and I look at the positions that they added this year, mm-hmm. I think seven eight wins is logical, which is a really good jump. Like that team that you don't want to play down the stretch. I always said that a quarterback needs a year and a half of starts, which used to be 24 games, right? Like, give me right. 16 and then the eight, and then you see what you have. Not everybody comes in immediately and lights it up. Josh sure. Allen, Josh Allen's rookie years, we consider Josh Allen a top three quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. some even higher right now, right? Right, right. 
his rookie stats are identical to Zach Wilson's. So you don't come in the league right away and light yeah. it up. You know, they see what you can do. You trust the GM and the coaching staff to put the right players around you. Right. I don't think Zach Wilson will ever be a 5,000-yard, 50-touchdown passer. Mm. But if he throws for, for 25 touchdowns, 3,600 yards, 3,800 yards, we're going to be a run-first mm. game, a run-first team. So right, you're not right. going to have many 400-yard attacks. We're not going to be the Cowboys spreading it out nonstop. Right. So I, I think it's logical that they can win seven, eight games. I think if health is there and uh, they can maybe get a little more. Uh, but me, we haven't been healthy the last couple of years, so you can't even rely on health. Like it's it's a, yeah. It's, That's why it's good. It's good to build depth. You gotta have yeah. depth on your team. Yeah. Yes, and me, we drafted so poorly for so many years, as you know. Same situation with you. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. some of your guys who are marginal starters and wouldn't be starting in other teams in the league are your best player on defense, and we've right. both been there the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So when you look at at our rosters, now you're starting to see good drafting come in. You're starting to see mm. free agents come in there. You're starting to build a roster where guys right. in, the, in the middle rounds are contributing to your team. Now, we had so many rookies play last year. I think we set a record for, like, in the modern era of mm -hmm. rookies snaps. Rookie snaps played. Right. So now when those guys evolve into role players, they're that much better because they got the big that, experience right, 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 right away. Right. They got thrown into the deep end of the pool from day mm -hmm. one. You so, kind of lead me yeah. into my into my into my next question. I want to ask you because we we kind of same sim, similar situation, and yeah. I would ask. So, what do you think? Because <laughs> as a as a lifetime Jets fan, is different about what the Jets are doing now than what they have done in the past. Before you say that, because you know, hold I'm on, talking. Hold on. Wait, wait, hold that question. Go ahead, go ahead. I was born with both my hips dislocated, was put into a full body cast less than 24 hours after being born. So my arms and legs made me look like a turtle. Holy shit. And why the fuck are we just hearing about this now for the first time? <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Damn. I, I got caught with the big comment. And as you were yeah. asking the question, I saw born with both my hips and I I, I was reading it. So I, I apologize. That's cool, that's cool. I completely zoned out, but you can see why now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, go ahead and ask me that again. I was like, so, so here's my thing, you know, as a Lions fan, you know, you watch, you watch the draft and every year you get that. Oh man, it might be the year this year, blah, blah, blah. Then they get on the field. You like same old, same old, same old. Um, so I say, as a Jets fan, what do you think is different what they're doing now as an organization? Not just not just like coaching and all that stuff, but as a whole entire organization than what they've done in the past that makes you feel a little more confident about, you know, moving forward as, as a, as a um, organization. Well, I know you said it, but the first thing that comes to mind is the culture change. Mm -hmm. They're bringing in uh, not only talent, talented players, mm -hmm. they're valuing draft picks. And the way to succeed in the NFL is through the draft. Mm -hmm. People laugh at the Rams and what they're doing, but let me tell you something. Last year, the Rams had more drafted players on their team than any other team in the NFL. So when you draft right and you build the base, and then you're hitting in those mid-round picks, because we know they haven't had first-rounders in a while. Right. When you're hitting on those picks, 
you're building your depth, you're building your team, you're, you're, mm. you know, everyone, why can we all predict who's going to go in the top 10? Because it's obvious to everyone who the top 10 is. Right. Predict round three and four, and you may only get four or five guys right in that round. Right. I think I had 25 of the 32 right this year in the mm. first round. Maybe one or two more, I forget. Uh, but then you try to predict round two. Everyone knows the top end talent. But finding those guys, I mean, no one saw fucking Cole Strange coming. Yeah, no one saw it. I need double hit. We need to do a show on this. I know. I need double right? Like, we're both captivated <laughs> by this. I need a double hit replacement. My hip sockets are shallow. I never fully developed. Oh, you need it or you, you had it? You need it. Okay, you I don't get too personal here. You need to, you need to come on the other show. We get a lot personal on the other show. Okay, I didn't know if you meant I needed, like that's why he was in the cast. Oh wow, that's crazy. They say he need. Oh wow, wow, bro. Sockets are solid. Never fully well, I'm not, Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so when you look at, at the team, last year the thing that stands out to me mm -hmm. is even in the blowout games, there was no helmet throwing. There was no kicking the punting tent. There was mm -hmm. no drama. There was – it was everybody knowing, hey, we're building this from the ground up. Right now right. we're on the ground. Right. We're going we're gonna to stick with one another. We're going to grow. We're going to bond. We're going to build this the right way. Mm -hmm. So when you start with that – you're bringing in the right players, right? Bring it in I, something that you and it gets repeated constantly. But Joe Douglas has a type. Mm -hmm. You got to love football. You got to have good character. You got to right. be a guy who just wants to get great at what he does. You, know, like, you mm -hmm. can't be playing football. And Salah said this. You can't play football for what it brings you. You play football for what you bring to football. I'll get to that in a second. I'll answer that in a second, oh, man. Go, go ahead. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna throw these questions right back at him. So <laughs> that's huge, and you think right. about that, right? And it doesn't seem like much, but the to to put the statement together, mm -hmm. it's it's profound to me. Right? You know, some people play football for what it brings them: money, fame. Mm -hmm. Other people play football for what they can bring to football. Right, the teamwork, the the mm -hmm. camaraderie, the giving of oneself for the betterment of the team. Those are the players they're trying to find. Mm -hmm. You know, which in my opinion might be why they passed on Thibodeau because Thibodeau wants to be larger than life. And there's nothing wrong with that, Sauce Gardner. Right, right, right. I don't think Sauce Gardner wants to be larger than life. I think Sauce Gardner is just that's his swag. That's his. That's, that's, that's his, him. That's him. That's just him. And see, here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to say. Top Warner. He had that shit in an NFL locker room in seventh right. grade, saying, "Yo, I'm right. gonna be here one day." Like that's just his makeup. I watched uh, not to cut you off, but I wanted to bring this up too about Thibodeau. Okay. I watched Thibodeau on interviews, and for me, it's I'm looking at him. I'm saying he's smart. You know, what I'm saying you listen to him talk. He know he knows football. Yeah, oh, he you know, he's very impressive. With very him. impressed. He knows football, and but he's just he just has a a flamboyant kind of personality i don't think he's a cancer in the locker room 
I don't think he's that type of no, player. No, 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 I'm no. I'm saying not saying you saying that. I'm not saying you saying that, but you okay. kind of hear this. You kind of hear this this rhetoric when he's coming out. Well, I don't know if he's going to fit here. Even the Lions, when they were looking at him, a lot of time, a lot of them were saying, well, I don't know how he's going to fit into Dan Campbell's, you know, kind of scheme and everything. Then you hear other people saying, I say, I think that's just, I'm trying to think how to say it without saying, a lot of us, and I'm talking about black folks, you know what I'm saying, have that, you know, that, and a lot of people yeah. don't know how to take it. Not people don't know how to take it. If you ever, if you especially if you've never been around people like that, okay. you know what I'm saying. If you're not used to being around people like that, you'll say, "Oh, they they they, they arrogant, or they that." That's just they swag. That oh, you know, you we say swag. Say black folks and Nick from now on. Uh, right, black folks and, and Nick. Nick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just they swag. Yes, some I, people I, are just larger know, than life, right? Some like, people just larger than life, but like right. And it's not it's not to say that these people are not going to be a, a great teammate. Not gonna be a team player. <laughs> That's just how they are. And yeah. once you get to know him, you're like, oh, this guy is nice. This guy is cool. You know, yeah. he he's gonna be one of the players. That's why I wanted to hear his interview. When I started listening to him speak, I said, oh, he all right. This guy's gonna be you good. The interview with him at the combine. Yeah. When he talks about his pass rushing moves, mm-hmm. and he watches Von Miller's hundred sack video on YouTube. That's the key right the there, though. That's key right there. If he doesn't have a pass rushing move in his repertoire, mm-hmm. he will study it and learn it and, and add it and put it in. But you know what? You know what? That's key though, Nick. Though what's key to that? If he was a narcissistic person, he wouldn't give props to Von Miller. He'd just say, "Oh, it's just me." You know what I'm saying? But the fact yeah. he says, "Hey, you know, I I like what he does. I learn from him." That shows a degree of humility. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I pick up a little small thing. I say, okay. I think he's all right, but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just no, wanted no, to say no, that no, because fine. no, that was good. Yeah, uh, like I like I I have said this. I think he will be the best pass rusher in this class. So yeah. I'm not shitting on Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. I just think that Jermaine Johnson is close enough, and I I think that the, the oh, Jets trying to trade up to 15 mm-hmm. to get Jermaine. Yeah, I love that pick. So they love Jermaine. And mm-hmm. I think that if Jermaine Johnson's not there, I do not think Sauce Gardner was the pick at four. Okay. But the fact that they thought Jermaine would slide a little bit, I don't think they mm-hmm. ever predicted Jermaine would get there at 26. I yeah. mean, you'd have to be Nick Shine on the IOW podcast who had Jermaine there at 29. <laughs> but every a lot of people had him going top 10. I'm like, I just I think he's gonna slide a little bit. Yeah, I think I think the no, way I'm grateful that he did. Like, I mm-hmm. love the three picks that we got, and even four when you added in, in Brees Hall. Yeah, like, I, I, I think Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Here's a free money line for everybody: bet Brees Hall, the running back on the Jets, as the offensive rookie of the year. I think this dude's going to throw up 1,200 yards minimum rushing. He's going to have a oh, couple wow. hundred yards receiving. I think he's going to become a Jonathan Taylor. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be year one. Oh shit. Year two, <laughs> potential top back in the league type of guy. Instantly. Right. Like, I think right. this guy is identical in every way, shape, and form to Jonathan Taylor. And the most important part, we have just as good of a line as the Colts. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put that effort into the run. We're going to hand it off 30, 35 times a game. If we're not, we're losing bad. Right. Let, let me pop out real quick. Let right. me throw right. a question to you. Answer the question about the Lions, and I'll be right back. Let me take. Okay. Yeah. So, um, going to um, Matt's question and what I asked Nick with the Lions, I, I just think I believe 
I could see seven, seven games. I think seven games is a good um, measuring stick for them. They play a few games that's, that, to me, that's, that's a toss-up. You know, I think they'll sweep Chicago. I, I don't see, outside of Justin Fields, I don't see what Chicago has that the Lions don't match up against them well and be able to beat them. Um, I think they split with Minnesota and the Packers. I think they can beat just about anybody in the NFL, NFC East. So um, I think they can beat Dallas. I think they can beat Washington. I think they can beat the Giants. Um, I think Philly would be a tough game. That's a toss-up for me. That's the first game they play. And I think they play Philly a little later on in the season. I would feel confident they might have a chance to beat them. But I think as the first game, that might that's might be an L for them. You know, um, they play Buffalo. I think that's a loss. They, I was waiting for it, man. I was waiting for it. Hey, they don't have Eli Manning anymore. I think we can beat them. So, um, I think, I think, like, I think there's a lot of uh, eerie similarities to the Jets and the Lions, the way they build it. I, they came in, changed the culture. I think that was really a really good move because I thought that, um, I thought that. The Ford should have sold the team, you know, when um the son was alive and when um the father was um running the team. They just didn't make good moves, they made poor choices, they wouldn't spend any money to get players, they wouldn't do anything. It was just like, oh, we got this team over here. That was it. So when Sheila took over, she she did everything to separate herself from the Ford name. She even dropped the Ford off her name. She just took her married name. It used to be a hyphenated name. And she dropped the Ford off her name. She brought in, um, she tried Patricia and, um, I can't think of the other guy's name. Patricia and, um, God, I can't think of the other guy's name. They gone, so I forgot them. But anyway, she tried Patricia and, and company. <clears throat> See, it didn't work. She didn't do like the Fords normally do. They just let them linger around for a while until they just destroyed the team so bad. When a new coach come in, they have nothing, no nucleus to work with. She gave them a few years, got rid of them, brought in Quinn. Um. Oh yeah, all those wide receivers they drafted to right, I, right, Matt. Every year, like especially when Matt Millen was there, all they would just pick receiver after receiver, receiver after receiver. It was just like, come on, man. They would never get. They would get players like Barry Sanders in there. Don't put. Don't put none around in the hell build. You get in Calvin Johnson. You got Matthew Stafford, and don't put else, none else around them, and then expect to win. You know. Stafford played hurt a lot of times. So I think what I like about uh oh I don't I don't want to show it, but I, Matt, <laughs> I have to say it. You know how the show is. If you, Matt sent me pictures when he was a baby. Uh-huh. And one of them is, is in the cast, but he scribbled out the hot dog. Because when you get the cast on your head, <laughs> yeah. you leave it, but he scribbled out the hot dog. <laughs> And just like I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like I, I looked at the text and then I see it, and then I see that like the black scribble on it just, just block it out. That's funny as fuck. Oh shit. But yeah, so I'm like, like what Nick said, you know, I like the culture change first. Yeah. I think I think that right there does more than people even realize. Because if you have a mindset of losing, that just carries on to the field, that carries on. It just becomes like a cancer and just eats up your organization. And then when you bring in the players who are doing it for the check, on top of that, 
Right. You have guys just going through the motion. You're not going to have guys with a long term goal. You're not going to have guys who are buying into what you're doing. Right. You're not going to have your culture setters. I and agree. The difference, the difference between the Lions and the Jets, I said this, we're both on the same parallel. Mm. We have confident, competent, competent. That's it. Competent. Right. We have, we have legitimacy. What I said last mm -hmm. year with Douglas and Salah, I don't know your GM's name, but I like what he's been doing. Uh, Brad Holmes. Paul Brad Holmes. Holmes. What up, Holmes? All right, now I'll remember. No, please don't send that to him. Please. You might get him arrested. Yeah, I do not want. A, a, <laughs> thank you. I do how not. You, how you explain that? Somebody asking this. It's hey, literally sending child porn. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But go ahead. What are you saying? So that uh, we had competency on the sideline in the front office for the first time since Bill Parcells. Right. We had it here and there, but we haven't had both in sync. And I mm -hmm. think the same thing goes for you guys with the Lions right. right now. I cannot tell you how much I love the trade up for Jamison Williams. Yes, I was getting to that, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I wanted him at 10. I will, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm on record as saying this. Mm -hmm. I want Jamison Williams over every wide receiver in this draft. I don't give a shit if he tore his ACL in January. Right. I'm taking him for the next decade. I'm not taking him for September. Right. So if he's not ready till October or November, that's fine. Because you mm -hmm. are getting – Odell Beckham missed the first four games and came out and lit the fucking league up when he came right. in. Right. Jamison Williams is going to be the same. And now you need to stop that, man. You just stopped that, right? You see, you say, "Oh, you're, you're pimping to the wrong guy, bro." I could be the <laughs> pimp, but I, I, I cannot be the John. I'm, I'm, I'm strapped. Uh, yeah, the uh, the parallels are very similar between. Yeah, it's, it's eerily similar, similar man. Some investments into the line. Mm -hmm. uh, who knows, man? You may have something with golf with with St. Brown mm -hmm. and, and Jamison Williams. You you might have something there. Like yeah. everyone I mean, said like that. it was just like a let Goff go to Detroit and run out the contract. Mm -hmm. Maybe you catch lightning in a bottle. Maybe Goff's a star. I think, but I think I, 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 here's the thing I don't Nick I, I I still want them to draft a quarterback next year for the simple fact 100%. is for the simple fact is once golf goes if golf goes down you have nobody Boyle and um, I can't Boyle think rules. Sorry, right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take the other guy's name. Both of them sorry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. They, like that's how bad it is. If you don't yeah. know the backups, like right. the Jets, we got Mike fucking White. Right. We, I take and him. Flacco, who's won a Super Bowl. So I mean, right. we got, I take Flacco over them too. Yeah, but so we we have guys who both came out and threw I think for 400 yards last year in starts. Mm -hmm. So. so I, I, I liked it. So I think I think that's one of the things I would like to see next year. But looking at this year, I like the fact I like the pe the picks they get. You know, I like Hutchison. I like uh, Pascal. I think that's a great pickup. You know, um, I like the guy, the guy at Jackson State, uh, Houston, because now, you know, he's a developmental player. He's versatile. He can play the line. He can play linebacker. Um, so can Pascal. He can drop back and cover. Oh, no, Kentucky. Josh no, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, Josh Pack, I'm talking about, I mean, you got, I'm talking about two different players. The guy Houston is oh, the one sorry. from Jack, Houston, Jackson State, and um, Pascal's from Kentucky. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. yeah. Both of them can play, um, you know, both line, they can play on the line and linebacker. Not not, not to mention, last year they drafted um, McNeil and they, they drafted uh, 
Hold on one second. I mean, let me, I, this, this is my son. This, this is my son. Hold on, I'm gonna take this card. Right. They also drafted Kirby Joseph, a safety from Illinois, who I was big on. I, I wanted him in like round three for the Jets, so he went right where he should have went. Uh, they took a tight end, James Mitchell, from Virginia Tech. Uh, they took a linebacker, Malcolm Rodriguez, from Oklahoma State. Uh, they took an edge, James Houston, from Jackson State. He's he's the one that uh, Mel was just talking about. Uh, they got Chase Lucas, a cornerback. Uh, but when you look at the Lions, it, I, I keep saying this. You know, anyone who's heard me talk about it has heard. Oh, I think it's right. Uh, anyone who's heard me talk about the the Jets and Lions on the show that I think they're both teams that are coming up. I think they're both teams that'll be legitimate uh, long term. And uh, I think they're building it the right way. They're not, neither one of our teams are trying to, I'm just saying, neither one of our teams are trying to win immediately. Right. That's that, that's I mean the key. That is, what I mean by that is, like, everyone wants to win. Mm-hmm. The Jets did this in the early uh, earlier part of last decade mm-hmm. when they had Rex and Tannenbaum traded away all the draft picks to bring in Holmes, to bring in Edwards, to bring in right. Jason Taylor, to bring in all of these vets. Mm-hmm there's a price to pay and the price was long-term success Mm -hmm. because now there were years we didn't have picks in rounds three four and five because we gave them away we traded up for sean green we traded up for dustin keller in the draft we traded up for revis we traded up so many times that now you don't have what builds the core of your team you know you need special teamers you You need need guys who aren't starters but can contribute on special teams and that's 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 my thing with um about this year, and I, and I try to and I talk to the Lions fan too. They're like, we need to get um like Debo. Let's take Debo for example. We need to go ahead and get Debo. I said, if you can't get them cheap, don't get them. Yeah. Because you're not I ready. Think, I I got caught up when we were both rumored uh-huh. to be into that with the Packers right. too. I I got caught up in the Debo hype. I will fully admit that. But my thing, I I say the same thing for the, for for you guys too. It's like when you building like this. If you give up too much form, you're not ready. You're not. If he comes on your team, you're not going to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? You may be a better team, but you're not going to the Super Bowl. So my yeah. thing is like, you need to you're build highlights, right? You'll, you'll, right. And I'm not saying Debo's not a great player. Debo to me right. is it, Debo is the player. best weapon in the NFL mm-hmm. right now. Right, and I agree with that. And but so, the rest of our team, both of our teams, are not well enough to right to you know even maybe make the playoffs. So that my thing is, you know, build first, get some, get the players in, get those players that you have ready, the right mindset, the experience, and all. And then you can maybe by the third year bring in a vet, because now you ready to at least contend for something. And yeah. I, I think I think that's the best way to build. You got a culture, people buying in. I mean, now you hear people say now mind coming to play for Detroit. You hear people say now mind come playing for the Jets, because you got a culture there. You know, and people like that culture, and people come in, they buy into, into the culture. You're, um, the, Detroit could definitely be a surprise team because you guys competed in every game last year, right? Without a lot of talent, right? Like, I know you guys had a top pick, mm-hmm. but you were last year what I want to be compete in every game, compete in every game. Mm-hmm. Don't get blown out. Take Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers down to a field goal at the end, right? Uh, Tie Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. right? Like, like you guys were 
in a lot of games. Right. And I think now that you add two top 12 picks, and in my opinion, two of the top five players in the draft, because mm-hmm. Jamison Williams healthy, I think we take him at four. <laughs> That's me, man. No brainer by itself, bro. Yes. Yes. I think he is going to set the league on fire from Mm -hmm. day one. I think here's the thing I think about the offense, too. If Swift stays healthy, because Swift's a shifty bat, he catches out the backfield. You got Jamal Williams. You got um, Reynolds. You got a great one two punch, right? It's a complimentary one two punch. That's what you need now. It's no more one back. The days of Smith are over. Mm-hmm. So you got you got that coming. You got um, St. Brown, you got DJ Chart, you know Williamson. We already mentioned. Um, you got I've got the other receiver. They got four or five Chart too. They got DJ Chart, yeah. So they got decent. You got nice receivers. That's a you nice receiving core. TJ, you got TJ Hawkinson if he stay healthy. They got uh. I was gonna say that was the that could be the best receiving core in the division, but I forgot. Jefferson and Thielen in Minnesota. Jefferson and Thielen, right. But it's still comparable. That's Yeah, that's it's, it's still comparable. If Jameson hits know? like everyone expects him to, you could have a Justin Jefferson yourself. Right. Like That's right. how good I think this kid's going to be from day one. Right. And then you look at you go on the other side of the ball, you, you still have a Levi Onsarike. You know, they say he need leaned up, gotten better. You still got uh, Aquar, uh, Romeo Aquar. You still got McNeil. So you gotta figure out how you gonna rotate these players in and out. Then only thing I think our weakest thing is our linebackers. I don't like our linebacker core. I like um I like the Kirby Joseph pick. You know I like Walker. Um, uh, if um yeah Hawkinson if um what's my man uh out of Ohio State if he if he have, if he develops yeah oh, cool oh, cool yeah cool if he if he develops he's actually listed as your nickelback on the depth chart right now. Yeah. So here's Mike the thing Hughes, with him. Mike Hughes and uh, Mike Hughes. Yeah, I got to get Mike Hughes. I'm gonna say his first name, Amani. Yeah, they call him uh, uh, Iffy. That's okay. like they, they call him Iffy for short. But That's yeah. what the. Hey, the and he he actually he actually um balled out last year. So you look at that. They got they secondary minus their linebackers is, is a decent secondary. So it's not bad. So my thing is next year, you know, get a uh, Hutchinson helps because the best friend for a secondary is a pass rush. Right. Do you, you add Michael Brockers too? Michael Brockers. Yep. So I like what they doing, man. They got they got they got players on defense, players on offense. So for me, they can surprise some teams. And oh, I say I say six, seven games, but if they won nine, I wouldn't be surprised. Because it's a few games and they might sneak past some people, people overlook us the Lions and look past them, and they beat them. And you got most important on that defense, mm-hmm. you have a Jet running it. Yeah, Aaron Glenn. Yeah. Aaron Glenn, one of the most underrated players ever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I even like the coaching staff, bro. They got Randall, well, Anton Randall. Um, how can I say his name? The guy and from Pittsburgh. Jackson. Ben Johnson runs the offense. Ben Johnson. Defense. I don't know. Got, ben uh, I don't know. Uh, he 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 did pretty well. I I he like. Here's the thing. I like when actually when Campbell took over. I think the, the offense did better. But oh, that's Campbell the was calling the offense last year. Yeah. Well, I, I think the second half of the season, <laughs> he, he really? took over. He took over. 
actually the offense started moving the ball. Um, okay. I like I like who they had. I like their defensive coordinator. Campbell um, was a tight end, right? Yeah, he's a tight end. Yeah. So then, um, who else they got? Oh, well, how many? Uh, Deuce Day. They got Deuce. <laughs> they got Deuce Day. Like you got a special teams guy and two <laughs> defensive guys fighting to call plays on offense. <laughs> I would they not got, want that job. I would be like, yo, give it to him because you know you're set to get fired. You're right. Not right. The NFL is not where you try shit. You do what you are great at. You don't be like, you know what, I man? I've called defense my whole life. Or, like, I told a kicker had to position his leg. Let me try calling these plays. It's not Pop Warner, man. But here's the thing, though. I, I will say this. Even Sheila, um, uh, the owner, has bought into Brad Holmes and um, Campbell. So that's a good sign. You know, barring it is. Yeah. And like, they've probably been dying for that because they haven't right. had that in so long. Right, so Barn, you know, they go like one and six, one and seventeen. I mean, one and sixteen this year. I think, you know, they they got a good four or five years in there if they keep moving up to do something, you know, because he seemed to bought into what they're doing. So they they're in a good position, bro. Like I said, good coaching staff, good culture, and everything. But um, we got twenty minutes left. We gotta still we gotta talk about the finals. Oh, let's get some of these comments. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Andrew Jones will be available next season. Don't yeah. worry. And Matt, there's <laughs> yeah, Jim Carwell. shitting on, on your team, but Daniel Jones, to me, is a career backup. Like, he's a Marcus Mariota. He's a guy who – he's a jack, just a guy. Like, he's not <laughs> a needle mover for an organization. He's just a guy. Mm-hmm. And, and he'll spot start – He's athletic enough where you can create a package of plays for him to go in and, and change it up a little bit. Mm. Uh, if you've got an innovative, creative offensive mind. And uh he's trash. But he's good at, he's got starting experience, which is valuable in this league. Teams he's are always looking for a backup. Yeah. I mean his best his... chance to succeed is this season. Like yeah. I think with, with what they brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Evan Neal pick. I love the Giants picks. Matt knows this. I had I had uh I had Neil and Thibodeau going to the Giants. I just had them reverse. Yeah, I, I like what they did, man. I think yeah, I, I, I like think the coach, I like the GM. I just don't think that Daniel Jones is their guy long term. So they're gonna build everything else this year. And right. then next year, go balls to the wall, man, and, and try to uh I agree. Try to get one of these young studs. I like but, what Philly yeah, did. He's a backup. You know, there's nothing wrong with, with that. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and every year we know six or seven of those guys don't deserve it. Yeah. So well, I'm going to say this. Yeah, category. I'm going to say this. In the next couple of years, though, um, Dallas, won't be, Dallas won't be leading that division. It's going to be between the Giants and Philly. Agreed. Because Dallas is going to price themselves out of a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think right. they're – I'm I'm on record. As, they'll win the division because the division is a bad. But I picked Philly to win the division this year. Yeah, Philly, I, I mean Philly got some. Philly I love did. they did in the draft, man. Look what they did. I love what Philly did. Yeah, I love what they did, bro. I absolutely. I I am a notorious Philadelphia hater about everything. <laughs> like when we played them one time at home, I mm-hmm. was like, the greatest thing to ever come out of Philadelphia was Rocky, and that's making. <laughs> <laughs> I think, so, like, I think I am Jaylen, a notorious Philadelphia hater. Like I'm not hating on the Giants. Right. I just love what Philly. I love what the Giants did with round one. I think mm-hmm. those are two great corner pieces and cornerstones to your franchise. You get a left tackle and an edge rusher in the top ten in the same draft. 
those are two of the most important positions in football, and you got both right. of them in the same draft. So you, right. you got good building blocks. You're just not there yet. So well, you're three or four of those guys, you could be looking at one of the best teams in the league if you add some other good pieces around it. I agree. Well, I think with Philly, the, the, the biggest thing with Philly is what Jalen Hurts going to do. That's their biggest thing, what Jalen Hurts going to do. If Jalen Hurts. Say he bombs, right? Mm-hmm. Say he bombs. You got two first-round picks next year. Right. You can package up and go up and go get Bryce Young or Stroud or the kid mm-hmm. from Kentucky everyone's talking about. Him. His name right. is in my mind right now. But there's three top ten. This is a good year to be bad. Right. Seattle. Good year to be bad for Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Giants compete but they lose a bunch of games, it's a good year to be early. Yeah. You know, it's a good year where you can take another future one, move up a couple picks, and get. There's not just one guy. You know, you're going to see a draft like we saw last year with Lawrence, Wilson, and mm-hmm. Lance going one, two, three. It's going to be a QB-heavy top five next year. Who's North Dakota's um, quarterback? They are kicking out quarterbacks. Who they get? No, North Dakota College. Oh, I thought you said in Indianapolis. No, no, North Dakota. Right here. <laughs> I, I thought you said the Colt. Oh, you said North Dakota. I heard Doug Colt. I thought uh, you said the Colt. I might have, my, my mic might have been uh, North Dakota. <laughs> uh, you know, I got to check out. You know, they're always kicking out quarterbacks. I mean, I, 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 oh, there's not a name that I know of. You're just throwing it out there. For instance, I thought you meant there's yeah. a guy. No, I, I, I don't know who it is. I, I'm just kind of curious. I, like the last couple of years, you no. Know, I mean, Carson Wentz ain't really pan out, but still, you know, he came out of there. Then uh, Lance. Was somebody before Wentz and Lance? I thought it was three quarterbacks they kicked out three in a row. But anyway, Goff went and then Wentz went. That's what it was. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I um, Yankees just won six to one. Well, I saw Matt put the comment that that we were setting, but they only had a half an inning. They only had to play the top of the ninth. No, so it's not like they had to go play the full game. They still got, and they just rested for an hour. Right. At least an hour. <laughs> I mean, that game got paused right when we started. So an hour and forty five minutes. Hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, so um, well, who you um, how you see this series going? Um, Warrior Celtics, putting your Celtics bias aside. <laughs> I, I'm intrigued by it, okay, because the perimeter defense of the Celtics and mm-hmm. what they did to the Nets. I'm very curious to see how that translates against the Warriors. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be, and obviously we know the Warriors had the coaching experience, the player experience. Mm-hmm. They, they got, you do the checks before the series, right? Most of them right. are going to be on the Warrior side. Mm-hmm. But I will say, man, there, there's something about a team in the NBA that plays good, hard-nosed defense that – yeah. It's not sexy. It's not hitting the big three-point shot from the logo. Mm-hmm. But getting defensive stops changes games and can change a series. Right. I, I wouldn't touch this series as a better. Like I, I put a bet in, but I, I put in like a a 15-leg, $2 parlay <laughs> on. I took like it's $2 to win like 115 Okay. And it was like. Steph Curry to score more than 15. Steph Curry to score more than 20. Steph Curry to, more to score more than 25. <laughs> right, Steph right, Curry right. to score 30. Tatum, same thing. Like tiers mm-hmm. where you keep getting – guys have good games, you get the check mark. But I didn't touch the game. 
because the game could be a 102 99 game or it could be 135 130 right so if both teams are shooting well and both teams shoot a shit ton of threes mm-hmm. and they're on like i i wouldn't touch the game I, I wouldn't be confident betting any of the games especially early in the series right that's a feeling yourself out part the first two three games right mm-hmm. uh i think it could be entertaining i think it'll be close games like maybe one blowout for each team uh but i think both of them play defense well enough where it, it could be fun to watch like right you know draymond green covering brown or tatum could be interesting you know draymond's a son of a bitch you know <laughs> watch it smart maybe run right. around after curry mm-hmm. could be fun to watch but i'll be honest like i don't want either team to win <laughs> I, I I'd love Clay Thompson. Like Clay is one of I, I like Clay, Clay is like Scottie Pippen to me. Like I love that Clay is the one. Clay will mm-hmm. be on Tatum a bunch, right? Right. So I don't know. I could see it going either way. Like I I, I don't have a. This is the team that's going to win. If I had a pick, mm-hmm. gun to head, I'll take the Warriors because of the experience. But I would not be shocked by any way, shape, or form if, if Boston wins it. Matt says, uh, Dubs and five, <laughs> six tops. Write it down. He has his receipt. Oh, uh, here's what I say. Here's what I say. Both of them play great defense, like you said. Um, but both of them do like Boston's biggest thing is they get up on you and take the foot off the gas. And the way that the Warriors can score in bunches like that, that would be bad for them. And fuck Boston, thank you, um, Matt. Uh, you know, Warriors will okay. come back and just. And double them up real quick if they do that. And before you know it, they, they, too, they dug too far of a hole. Now, you look at the teams Boston played. They played great defense on um, Brooklyn, um, Milwaukee, Miami. No one, they didn't let them have players that's going to run around like Steph does. So that's a different type of animal, different type of defense to be playing. When you're squaring up one-to-one, that's different. When you chasing that person all the way around, doing this dosey do shit underneath yeah. the basket, you see <laughs> right, that? right, yeah. So you know when you when you when you have to play defense on that man, that's, that's a gym class. And <laughs> that's hard to defend and that's tiring, you know. And and if if Boston yeah. goes with just one player on Steph like that throughout a whole series, they gonna get wore down. On the other hand, you know the Warriors have a tendency to, to make a lot of turnovers. Throwing the ball out, ball bouncing off the feet, making inerrant passes, stuff like that. And then Boston take advantage of that. The Warriors can see themselves down in a hole, you know, 0-2 or something like that. Um, but I think that I think the biggest key to this game is the role players. You know, it's easy to yeah. say, you know, it's easy, it's easy to say, you know, Brown, Tatum, Steph, Curry. You I mean, Steph, Steph and um, you're gonna get there. Yeah, Thompson. I said Steph Curry, but Steph Thompson, Stephen Thompson, and yeah, you know Draymond. But you look at Wiggins. That's a great point. Like John Paxson and Steve Kerr hit winning shots right. for the Bulls, right? Like you right. know Jordan's gonna do Jordan shit, right? Who's gonna be the deciding factor? You know, right? Is Al Horford gonna have five points like he did in Game mm-hmm. Seven, which cost me a freaking thousand dollar bet? <laughs> I bet twenty two legs of it. I hit all of them except Al Horford. I had over nine and a half points, and this bum scored five in Game Seven. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing too. You know, saying was how Al Horford and Looney. You know that matchup, um, Wiggins. 
all that you know, all those players that were the bench that um what's the what's the um foreign um guy they have on, on the Warriors that play some minutes? I can't think of his name. I don't know. I haven't seen the Warriors play since Christmas Day. Okay. I've got, I can't think of his name. But anyway, he put in some minutes um against Dallas. So Steve Kerr is using this bench and all of them contribute. Then you know you got pool. So they got a deep bench of people that's contributing. Unlike the Celtics, where some of their role players give you three, four here and there, Kaminga, right? Um, or inconsistent stuff like that. You know, don't get me wrong. Um, they playing defense, but the scoring side is not as high. And I think if you look at the um, the role players, the Warriors role players are putting it, contribute more points. That's why I get a slight edge to the Warriors. But if Boston win, I won't be surprised. But I still get it's a slight a great edge. Matchup, to them. Right? Like yeah, it's, it's, a com- it's a great matchup. It's right. an old adage. What's going to win, offense or defense? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like watching the number one offense go against the number one defense in, in, in like a Super Bowl. Like, what's right. going to give? It you know, are they who's going to figure it out? Mm-hmm. I just get a slight edge to the Warriors. I say Warriors in six. I I, I don't see five. I think Boston will win too. I like Matt, Steve Kerr from Arizona. Matt yeah, Arizona. I saw that. I, I just ignored that. <laughs> I saw it. Kaminga. Yeah, Kaminga. That's that's what I was talking about. So you got you saying you got an interesting matchup. So tonight's game, I think, will be interesting to see what happens. You know, Celtics coming off a tough series, Warriors coming off rest. You know, who's gonna come out hot? Will Celtics be flat or good building that momentum off of Miami, come out fi- firing all cylinders and the Warriors be flat? I think that this first game is gonna be the key. It's gonna be the the tone setter for the series. It's gonna be a tough battle. Will Steph and them come out hot and just blow them out the um blow them out the gym? I think whoever went first the first game, whoever went game one wins the series. And uh I would be more interested in watching Draymond Green and Smart just fight one another. <laughs> I just think those guys are too it's it's a Rodman, right? It, it's yeah. it's a guy you need on a roster of a winning team who's willing to sacrifice and do the dirty work. Like they're football players playing basketball, right? Right, right, right. Like that, those are guys who will give them themselves and do whatever it takes. And I will admit, man, I hated Marcus Smart coming out, mm-hmm. and I hate everything in the New England region. I'm just not narrowing it down <laughs> to Boston. I hate everything from Central Connecticut over, even some of Eastern or Western Connecticut. I'm not a fan of. Them. Not they, they, they like Providence, but, man. But when you look at what he has turned his game into, mm-hmm. you got to tip your hat and give the guy credit. Like he He's evolved into a very, very good NBA player. He'll never be the star of the team, mm-hmm. but he's a guy that a winning team needs with what he does. What he brings to the court is impressive, yeah. and I mm-hmm. give him credit with that. Right. So I got to ask you this before we close. So, um why a Rutgers fan and not a Seton Hall fan? Me? Yeah. Seton Hall don't have football. <laughs> uh, okay. Then that's a near sound to you. <laughs> Seton Hall don't have football. <laughs> okay. And and it's just Rutgers has always been here. Like, I'm not knocking Seton Hall. Like, mm-hmm. um, years ago, right after I graduated high school, they had a guy called Ty Shine who was a point guard mm-hmm. that, like, led them to uh, – 
the the tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was cool just to see Shine lead Seton Hall off the tournament in like the newspaper. <laughs> like, I cut it out. I, in, my, in my scrapbook, I think uh, I have. I think I put it in my scrapbook, like to show my kids, like all my pictures in the newspaper and and all my box scores and articles <laughs> where I was interviewed from playing uh-huh. ball. I had it like a scrapbook. And then I put that in there one day at the end, like Shine Lee and Seton Hall to turn. <laughs> oh, he so, said we grew uh, up not far from Rutgers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And I've worked in Piscataway for, for 14 years and, and went mm-hmm. past, you know, through there every day. Mm-hmm. And, and just, I don't know. It was just, so, football is the main reason. Like, <laughs> you know me. Makes sense. Football yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Football is A1 top dog. But whenever Seton Hall is good, like going back in the day with uh, Luther Wright, yeah, and, uh, like the the the, the uh, story about Luther Wright for years mm. was he got it. He was dumb as a rock. Like <laughs> he got like a two eighty on his SATs, and I think you get like two hundreds for putting your name on it. Like, like like he was he was bad. Terry DeHair was uh-huh. another one on that team with Luther Wright. That when they, right. they made a run deep into the tournament. Oh, fat cats! <laughs> you ever had a fat cat? No. Oh, yeah, tell shit. me about it. When you guys come up, we'll, we'll go there mm-hmm. and eat. All right. We'll go there and eat. Uh, and I'm going to talk to the pizza place next door. Okay. They still have a tent in the parking lot. They had one for, for the 14th, for their year anniversary. Okay. I'm going to talk to him. If he still has the, the tent up, mm-hmm. I'm going to see if we could do something out there. Okay. Just let me know. I'm going to see him. I'll see him uh, Saturday. Saturday in uh, Woodbridge. There's a huge... Uh, like yearly festival that they have for the town mm-hmm. at one of the, the big parks down the street. And okay. they're actually going to be closed that day and they're going to be at the park all day okay. um, selling shit. So I'll, I'll try to catch him when he's not too busy. Uh, how far are you from Newark? 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Cause that's where my cousin stay at. So yeah, I'm in Woodbridge. Oh, I okay. Live, okay. Right next to route one. So. Oh, really? Okay. My, yeah, my, my, cousin right stay route route, my, st- my cousin stay right off of route one on, on, and T-neck. T-neck? Yeah, Stan T-neck. Route 1. On Summit. Okay. I mean 4. That's Route 4. Yeah. That's 4. She on 4. My bad. Yeah, yeah. 1 I'm goes thinking, right route, up. I'm thinking about Route 1 here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We're, we live right down the street from one another. <laughs> <laughs> right. She stays off of uh, Route 4. No, you're five. in North Carolina. I'm in a drink. We're right. right off of Route 1. It's right down the right street. <laughs> I'm going to New Brunswick for uh Hungarian festival on Saturday. Well, so so the reason why I brought that up, I, I thought about uh, I'm talking about the, the um college thing, like what made me a Michigan fan, you know, over Michigan State. Oh, well, I'm co- a North Carolina fan over everything. Okay, okay. But um, I just root for Rutgers because they're local. Like North Carolina plays Rutgers. I want North Carolina to blow the doors off. <laughs> But it's I, cool to have a close college with with Big Ten, and you take the kids for cheap. It's much cheaper than going to Barclays or the Garden. Oh yeah, you know, I can buy season tickets for Rutgers basketball compared to what you'd pay for going to one game in in New York or Brooklyn. So from that aspect, it's it's cooler to to do that. Right. I remember uh, when I was in fifth grade, my um, teacher taught us the Michigan fight song. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and then when we was little, music my class. mom. Yeah, music class. You know, we used to have music class. It's fucked up if, like, the math teacher did it, right? You know he's not right. 
<laughs> then, then on top of that, and it's all based on a coincidence, man. My mom had bought my sister a blanket and my and me a blanket, then bought us two trash cans. He bought me a Michigan trash can and a Michigan blanket. My sister, a Michigan State um, trash can and Michigan State blanket. All this coincidence. It's just like I was just groomed to be a Michigan fan. Yeah. Everybody around me were Michigan fans. So I just kind of just lavity, you know, kind of gravitated to them. And then um, the funny thing is my gym teacher when I got in high school was Vince Bean, who played for Michigan. So, you know, it's kind of came full circle. But I, I thought I'd ask you that. Cause I was like, well, I was thinking about that a little bit. I said, what, what made me a Michigan fan? I started thinking about that. But anyway. Uh, Carolina basketball was J.R. Reed. Yeah. J.R. Reed in the mm-hmm. 80s. Yeah. Uh, Rick Fox. Rick Fox. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was the team that I just, I watched them and my father watched them. And, and my father and I, even though obviously he's, you know, 30 years older than me, mm-hmm. we kind of became North Carolina fans at the same time because he never really had a college team. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that was our bond like North Carolina. Like that, that I can was- see Carolina being, because like a lot of times, you know, like for, for me as far as like pro sports, you know, you're a Lion fan, you always got a secondary team. You know, it's just like that. So I can see like I in a college. Packers, it's the same color, right? Green. <laughs> <laughs> They're my NFC team. So I can see like, you know, it's not like a really a college that you kind of, cl- you know, like gravitate to. Did you pick a college that, like North Carolina, because I mean, if I wasn't a Michigan fan, I could see myself liking North Carolina. So I couldn't stand yeah. Duke. Couldn't stand Tom. Duke. Easy to hate. Yeah. Easy to hate. Couldn't Easy stand to hate. Guys like um, Christian Leitner. Um, who's right, Matt. Who was the dude tripping everybody? Uh, was that, tripping uh, everybody? Talking about recently? There's playing yeah, NBA he now? Would, he would trip people purposely. Oh, God, what's his name? I see his face now. He played I for know, the Bucks. I see his face. But... He played for the Bucks. Oh, God, what is his name? Golly, I can't his name. Right? Uh, and I don't <laughs> want to Google it. Like, I'm trying to think of it. All right. Hold Alan. On. Yeah, Allen. Allen, yeah. Yeah. Can't stand him. Tripping people and shit. Well, back when they had Bobby Hurley, uh, Ferry, Grayson Allen, yeah. I can't stand him. Somebody need to punch him in the face. But yeah. anyway. But yeah, that's, oh, we're coming, up on a, we're coming up to the end of the show. Um, great show. Appreciate you, Nick. You know, yeah. we, we ain't getting no arguments today. Maybe what's up with that? It's Lamar makes us argue, though. We're cool. That, yeah, that, that's what it is. Lamar is the factor, man. He's the decisive one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> oh, yeah, man. That's a great show. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate and We that. didn't even get too out of line with the Watson comments. Usually you and I snowball. Right. Like, like, <laughs> I think because, like, when y'all be talking, I'm over here doing, like, you know, behind the scenes thing, get my mind to be going. You have to like do everything. It's kind of like okay, let me concentrate on this. Let me concentrate on that. So that makes it a little different. But um, yeah, catch um catch Nick show um Proud Jets fan. Nick, when you uh when do you um post and when do you I go don't live? Have a set schedule because okay. it's the downtime of year. Okay. You know, like and, and and I feel like the the Jets podcasters uh I'll I'll get on with, with those guys. Okay. And, uh, like when there's something like leading up to the draft, I was popping up more shows, but now it's like that lull before like training camp hits. Right. So maybe once a week, like I'll pop on and uh, like tomorrow night I'm hosting uh, on proud New York Jets fans on YouTube. We're hosting like a Friday night hangout. 
So okay. nine o'clock tomorrow night, there'll be a bunch of us and uh and that should be a good show. Right. That's I, che- I can check out Lamar um late night owl, switch to a new time. He's at eleven PM now to twelve. It's been erratic too. Like last night I popped on at twelve and he's like, Oh, it's the end of the show. Thanks, Dick. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh damn. I'm like I'm like, I'm ready. I was like ready to go because I was watching the golf mm-hmm. and then on the couch. I dozed off again. And then I, I woke up and I was like, Oh, is he doing a show? And then yeah. like I, I joined it and i was like what's up buttercup and he's like oh you showed up for the last two minutes i'm like Shit, <laughs> yeah he started 11 now because i was changed at the job yeah so oh, so yeah yeah yeah, he's on, yeah so he starts at 11 now so y'all check him out of course y'all can check us out every monday and thursday at four um yeah, Matt, exactly <laughs> sometime 11, 11, 11. <laughs> I think 1137 i got a notification like one day but like i was in bed already and i'm like oh damn uh but yeah we, we, google uh Rutgers fat sandwiches. Okay. There's like 50 of them, man. It's like a sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's like an eight inch hoagie roll with, with burgers. Like the fat cat, the original is yeah, yeah. two burgers, fries, lettuce, tomato, onion, ketchup, and mustard all in the sandwich. And it comes tightly wrapped. And then mm-hmm. you just peel the wrapping back as you, yeah, as I'm doing like, that. Yeah. I, I want to say that. Yeah, you like, don't open up the whole wrapper. You peel the so wrapper. Like you do a, you um, so it keeps it like, like a falafel. Back. Like you do a falafel. Yes. Uh, mm. There's like a fat Daryl became yeah. famous. It's like cheesesteak, chicken tenders, mozzarella sticks on one sandwich. So it's like it got everything. I you grew up with Fat Daryl. I grew up with a Fat Daryl. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody know a Fat Daryl. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. That's Matt. That's mine. Hey, Bobby, give me a fat cat. No rabbit food. <laughs> Matt, so, you, you're the same age as me. You know Abdul. Remember Abdul when the there used to be grease trucks. There was a parking lot at Rutgers where mm-hmm. the food trucks sat in, and everybody had the gimmicky guy to try to get to come to their truck. And Abdul had the one with "Are you hungry?" And that was like there would be seventy-five people in line, and other trucks sitting there with like one person in line. Oh wow! But Abdul, and Abdul now, had it going on. Uh, Are you hungry? And I forget the name of the other one. Two of them have storefronts now. Right but now, everywhere tries to make them. Nice. They said, oh, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, anyway, let's close this up. We've got to go down it's another funny, rabbit hole. Man, it's like never knowing that until <laughs> later in life, like how many uh, things we did similarly. Hey, once again, we appreciate you, Matt, man. Matt's been uh, loyal, um, loyally coming on, commenting. Thanks to Jamel who dropped in. Um, who's the Facebook user again? Oh, Rich. All um, Probably Carl was watching too. So, whoever else is watching, though, we want to make sure we give y'all shout out appreciate y'all next, uh, make sure if you watch us on youtube hit the like button subscribe if you're not subscribing share it to your cousin and them um until next time we'll catch you later on monday today is thursday right this short week throws me off so <laughs> catch y'all on monday again at four o'clock and don't forget to um watch nick's hangout um friday at nine and um lamar at somewhere around 11 ish whenever the fuck he feels like it all right uh, on cp time (laughs) all right until next time y'all peace later